You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and davy brazen and raging bringing you the thrills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady dvp the bd elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady dvp the bd elite Hello, Braden Harrington here for Up Next, BD Elite. Usually, it's when, you hear, when you'll hear my British roommate, co-host, partner in crime, but we had a forbidden door open last night, and we had too much pizza. We answered the door. It was Domino's, and uh, well, actually, he's at work, but I thought, hey, why not do a show chatting all about AEW slash New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door, and I, I could not do it alone. I needed to open a Forbidden Door of my own from postwrestling.com. I'm I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, a one Mr. Andrew Thompson. Hello, good sir. How are you? What's going on, Braden? It's, uh, it's always great to talk to you, man. I think, I know we were talking about it a little bit uh, before we started recording. I think the last, we said the last time we recorded um, something was the All Out uh 2021 podcast but I, I think we did an nxt tv review before that i mean I, I, after that or before that i, I really can't remember but the timeline kind of clunky but uh it's, it's always great doing these podcasts with you man it's always a good time yes yes that's true i think i think i had you on for all out because davy was there so i was like oh man i i, I need someone to talk to you about because we talked about the long boys the shorts the punk <laughs> cm punk pants sadly i don't think we'll be talking about uh cm punk's clothing choices today <laughs> unfortunately but how you doing you're all right yeah man i'm doing good man no complaints no complaints glad to be here on the show well uh thank you for joining me good sir yeah it was uh there was a there was a big show last night for for big wrestling fans and uh we're gonna chat all all about it i mean 
uh, were you were you as hyped as some people were going into the show? Because I think a lot of uh, wrestling fans were kind of a little on the fence about the build to to this show last night. I, I think the build was up and down, um, and but I also think it's a preference thing. Like some people prefer, you know, things being platted out and there being things like weeks or, or, or months in the play. And then there are others who are perfectly fine when you just throwing a match on the card and as long as it's a banger, they don't care. Like it's, I, it's, it's really all about what you prefer as a fan. And I don't think there's like one direct thing that's actually right. So like, I, like I, I think it's just that plain cut and dry from my, from my perspective. Like you either prefer the, you know, the long storyline and I like both. Like I can, I'm perfectly fine with, you know, just throwing a match on the card and it being a banger. But there are times when I definitely prefer, you know, something planned out or a story that's something to get me invested. But yeah, I think it's just all about what you prefer as the fan. Yeah. There's, there's definitely no issue with them throwing a match out, just being like, Hey, here's this, here's this match. I think at at least for me, like a lot of people, again, just probably myself is them kind of waiting till the the last 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 week, the last minute to just be like, Oh, and then by the way, you're getting this match and this match. And I think the fact that this, the show sold out for Chicago like pretty quickly that it, they didn't really need to uh, announce big matches. If you have a big show and you know, there's still lots of tickets left and, and stuff like that, maybe that's where you would try to add these big matches and try to hype it up. But for them, I guess it's like, well, we already got you. We already have you in the building, but I guess it's more so for the, the pay-per-view fans at home watching, you know, I, I did think that the build out of all the pay-per-view builds that AEW has done, I thought it was the weakest one. I mean, last yeah. l- last Wednesday, you had Okada making his his first appearance for AEW wrestling. And it it wasn't that hype where it should have been like the, 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 the biggest thing. It should have been this big, huge moment that, wow, Okada showed up in, on Dynamite. But instead, it's just him in his 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 workout gear coming down to the ring being like, yeah, I'm here. Like it just didn't seem that, that big of uh, a deal, even though the the crowd treated it really well. But then once finally we got, we kind of got to this, this pay-per-view, it definitely felt like, okay, wow. Like we're here. We we got here. It's, it's hype, but I definitely felt it was this lackluster build that I'm not saying it got me less interested in the show. I just, when we first heard that we're going to get this big joint pay-per-view, we're going to get all these dream matches and it definitely wasn't going in that direction. I think that it felt, but I, that's just me being a fickle wrestling fan, I, I guess like, Oh, this, this doesn't look that good. But then of course, you know, it'll be amazing. No, I, mean, I, I think that's a fair point, which you mean, I, I do think the bill was like luster in some ways, like I mean, I, but I, I'm, I'm all like, of course I'm speaking in high school. Like, if you asked me a couple of weeks ago, I'd have definitely been like, like what the fuck, what the fuck is going on? Like, but, but, <laughs> But like when I'm, of course, now I'm speaking at it from hindsight, it's like, okay, let, let's say a month ago, they announced Tanahashi or they announced Okada for this. I mean, like a month ago or, or, or two months ago or, or whenever the show was first announced, they announced these people, right? And because of like flight reasons or travel reasons, because you are in two different countries, something goes wrong. And then now you got to change every fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I kind of understand the land, but also... There's that other coin to with the other side of the coin to which you said is that you should have people at least knowing what they're going to see 
Like so, I I, I do think it's it, it it's it's fair points on 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 both sides of the coin. But I I think once the you know once the show was all said and done, I think it's it, it seemed like for the most part the people were like satisfied for the most part. I one hundred percent. I mean, this show definitely delivered, and and AEW pay per views always deliver. I can't think of a time I've spent my hard earned wages on a pay per view, and I gladly give them my money because every time I. I order a pay-per-view from them. It definitely delivers. I, I, I think so. And we had a bunch of people over last night. Everyone, some people weren't even super into AW wrestling and they, they still watched it and were like, wow, that was, that was pretty, a pretty good show. And I guess we should jump into this show. Cause there was a lot of wrestling to talk about in this forbidden door. And every time you try to look at the Wikipedia page, it just takes me to <laughs> is this a movie? What is this? Forbidden yes, Door? It, yes, a movie. <laughs> <laughs> a 2009 Indonesian uh, psychological thriller, The Forbidden Door. We'll have to uh, look at that for a future review. I was, I was just about to say that. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gambler, a life-casting sculptor of pregnant women. Uh, all right. That's, that's the first okay, line yeah, of the description of that movie. <laughs> that's all. Hold on. <laughs> That's that's quite the film, quite yeah, the film. Uh, the forbidden. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. What, 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 what was it? What was it again? Oh, I, I'll make sure I, I didn't mis, mis, mishear that. What, what, what was the uh, description? Uh, a life. Uh, the guy's name is Gambler. I guess the main character, a life casting sculptor of pregnant women, um, extramaritally impregnates someone else. Oh, and then it's going into oh, great timing. It's actually a movie about abortion. So. Uh, the Forbidden Door from 2009. Go check it out, guys. Uh, or great. don't. <laughs> or, or don't. Or, or, or don't go check it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you you, you want to know what? That that's actually not not to get too far off uh, from the from the review, but like that that's a very like relevant thing to talk about. Like it's that you mentioned that about abortion. Like people like that seeing like even people even think that they should have even a percent or even anything of control over a woman's body is like the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard 100%. in my life. Like that shit is ridiculous. Like the fact, the fact that that's like even a thing is like mind boggling, bro. And I can only imagine like being yeah. a woman in this country and like dealing with that shit. And like even just knowing the fact that like, and, and, and like the, the thing that I, I see that it is kind of annoying from that respect is like, it's like people all like I see people try to like relate it to just like some type of like trauma related circumstance. Like it has to deal with, you know, assault or something like that. Like, bro, a woman could just go out here and just have fun and then, you know, end up pregnant and then she just doesn't want the baby. And it could just be that simple as to why she wants to 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 not have this child. Like it doesn't have to be like some trauma related ass thing in order for it to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, like no, 100%. Like, it, 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 it's just like it's a lot of it's like I I, I feel like like e- even when I first saw the news. I, I like I, I wasn't able to like I mean of course I understood what was going on but like seeing like the responses from from like different women bro it's like that shit is like absurd like when 100%. you like really think of like how, how crazy that shit is like is and, and the thing is bro it's 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 not going I don't think it's going to stop abortion like it's not going it's just going to make the shit so much danger so dangerous like in uh, like I mean you know what I'm saying and and the fact that you could send somebody to jail for that is like oh pro like that shit is like 
unbelievably ridiculous, bro. Like I, I just want to say because you had uh hundred percent we talk about the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe it's a great movie to uh jump into uh oh, yeah. I'll throw yeah. it on later. But no, one hundred percent. I mean, I'm in Canada, you're in the US. I'm sure you you guys right now, like it just seems like it's uh it's a whole like your guys every season just keeps getting crazier whatever television show america is going on with right now i mean i don't watch handmaid's tale or anything like that but i've heard about it that that shit gets closer to being real life uh, every single day and the news there is is so fucked up because uh where are all these people you know during the pandemic who are like oh uh, a mask my body my choice and then now when it's actually something to do with a choice and their body no 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 no. it's actually our choice we're gonna make choices for you so yeah uh usa never ceases to amaze me here just as a canadian uh kind of looking down being like huh you know what your country is shaped like a toilet bowl bret hart was right never forget bret hart is usually right and uh um, bread is always bread is always on the right side of history yeah you know, batista <laughs> always on always on the right side of history man always <laughs> i i just yeah yeah you guys you guys got a lot of things going on down there and i definitely watching this uh just on the news and it's it's crazy to me i'm no politician i'm no uh you know, professor, doctor, I'm just some guy who watches wrestling and just me watching them being like, what do you, what's going on? Why, why does a gun have more rights than an actual human being uh, down there? It's just so ridiculous. But uh, yeah, uh, I, like you said, it's not going to stop it. It's just going to make things a whole lot uh, difficult for those things. But uh, yeah, um, we're, we're, we're pulling for you the the right side of the the country there just crazy but um yeah welcome to our forbidden door review (laughs) here today uh well on that note we can jump into this actual forbidden door that took place last night as we're recording this aew new japan pro wrestling forbidden door from June 26, 2022, uh, the United Center in Chicago, because, you know, Andrew, Chicago just doesn't get enough love. Uh, I'm, I'm happy they finally got a huge, big show for them there because they've just, just they're, they're like, they're hungry. They're so thirsty for the wrestling in Chicago that they finally got some show to call their own. And uh, almost 17,000 showed up there, 16,000 something, but uh, yeah, were you were you happy for Chicago finally finally getting a wrestling show there? They're probably gonna get all out again too. They did, <laughs> they did not announce it, but yeah, they're getting yeah. all out. It's it's pretty they much yeah tradition tradition at this point. Yeah, Chicago gets a lot yeah. of wrestling shows there, but I mean, hey, the crowd here tonight was very hot. So why wouldn't you go? It's there. It's definitely. It feels like. AEW, you know, they're, they're technically Jacksonville, as people call them, but yeah. it's de- definitely Chicago seems to be their home base. Bro, it's, 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 it's a real high market for AEW, and they and as history shows, they always do well there. So, I mean, as long as you're not, like, you know, hitting that shit, like, every two months, every every month, like, they, they go to Chicago, and but when they do hit the Chicago market, it's like, okay, we go there for a big event, and then we'll pop back out like maybe one or two months after that for another big event. And then we'll step to the side for like five, four or five months and then circle back around to it at some point. I, I, I think that's like a, 
that's like a good method, especially if you consider that one of your home bases. And then on top of that, they always do well. Yeah, look, it always does well. People are always wondering why do they keep going back. It's like, well, yeah, they do sell out. They do they keep have, selling out. <laughs> yeah, they they you know they they announce a, a string of shows in other new places, which yeah, they do have to try to you know get all these other markets. But then like you know they won't. I'm not saying there's ticket struggles, but the tickets aren't as strong. The sales aren't as strong when they do announce a Chicago show like this. Boom, it sells out. So I can understand that they would go back to where they're wanted, where they're needed. I'm just saying as someone in Toronto, Canada, Hey, throw us a bone. Come on up. The you know, <laughs> borders are open. People aren't really doing the, 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 what the testing or the, you know, half the roster in AEW. maybe, maybe they didn't want to come to Canada because our, our vax rules or whatever, but things are more lax now. So, Hey, come on, come on. It is what I'm saying. I, I do like it when they explore other places and they do seem to be doing that a lot more, but here they are back in Chicago. And I do think we'll be seeing uh, all out there as well in September, which they said it's September 4th, but we didn't really get a, a, a straight up announcement for them. Say, in Chicago, but yeah. Say it's going to be funny when they come to Canada and all y'all get is the rampage tape. That's being generous. We're getting dark and dark elevation. Yeah. That's what we're getting here. The real oh, forbidden door. That's yeah. fun. that's funny as hell. Uh, no, no, but no, seriously, Brady. I, I think when they do come to Canada, like I, I don't think it's gonna be like some like one week thing. Like I think they're probably gonna end up being there for like a like maybe two weeks type shit. Like they'll probably hit, but not not two, but maybe even I, I I wouldn't say three weeks, but maybe like two weeks and a half. Like I think they'll yeah. hit like different markets and try to maybe fuck around and do like a house show or something like that, non televised thing. You know they do that. Like, remember they had the um the house always wins thing that they did in jacksonville with it was non-televised that nobody has seen but i think that's, right. that's kind of cool that they got that they got that in the wings um and, and I, I think they probably do I, I i genuinely do not think that aw would would come to canada and just do like a one week like hey here's your dynamite here's your rampage with you know dark and dark elevation we'll see you guys and then we come back i think they they probably gonna hit like different markets in canada and try to like you know make, make this like a like a fucking like road trip type thing like let's get the tour bus let's let, let, yeah. let's do this type thing i think i think they'll do something like that yeah i definitely see obviously toronto being the biggest market for oh yeah to, toronto i mean we we pretty much are a u.s city we just pretend we're canadian <laughs> where everywhere else they go like winnipeg obviously you got jericho omega being the two like big canadian kind of stars one day doing a show uh, out that way would definitely make sense um yeah w- when they come the the market here will definitely be we are hungry for it. I mean, it, since things opening up, we got tons of wrestling shows here. We got a lot of stuff going on. So I feel like them finally coming here would be a pretty good, pretty good deal. A pretty big deal, actually. Uh, and I would be excited to go to some of their shows. But they did announce Grand Slam, for those wondering. Grand Uh-oh. Slam 2, September 21st, I believe it is. On a Wednesday, they're going to be filming Rampage tapings just like last year. And I'm definitely... Definitely interested in going to that again. I think last year they they had me. I I just I'm not saying someone told me that Kenny Omega versus Danielson was going to be the match, but let's just say I had a feeling, and I booked mm-hmm. my tickets thinking that was the match. And I I I have no problem with them saying, "Hey, here's this big match we're advertising for you traveling people," and uh, that definitely is the like what hooked me. So I could definitely see myself. Uh, jump in the border for grand slam come september but uh, let's just, hope you, yeah 
I, I can only imagine. Like I, I was thinking, like when they announced that, I was like, man, if 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 if, if like uh, when, when that event happens, if if Sasha Banks is a free agent, Ooh. what a time! What a what a place! Yep, for her to and and, and to be honest, like I'm just just fantasy booking. Like there's no confirm that she's out of WWE. Like she they very will still be under contract for all we know. But um, like if she is a free agent. Where I, I I want I want that Mox debut. I want her coming out the crowd from the and I just I, I don't want no theme music. Like just just let the people notice her and then just let that shit just take off from that. I, I think that'd be like the oh, oh you know do the oh, whatever you want to debut her. But yeah, I, I yeah. feel like if if that is an option, what what a place New York City. Come on, man. Like that's that that's would be pretty big. Place. Yeah, September twenty first. I mean, that's just under ninety days. Uh, just, uh, not, yeah, I, I think. So it I mean. Is. But like, you know, she's if if the rumors or the stories of her being released last few weeks are true, then that would probably open her up to making a big debut there. That would be wild. I do think uh, her jumping ship over to AEW would be a That's pretty massive, big deal. Yeah, I think that would be one of the bigger stars that they do acquire from WWE if, if that is the case. And just as a fan, would love to see her uh, show up. She would definitely uh, just make this women's division in AEW, which is a little lackluster just make it like the next level with bringing in some some bigger stars there but yeah that would be crazy to make that a yeah. huge debut i think last time we had homicide show up that was cool it was cool homicide, homicide was cool bro yeah it was cool. like homicide it was cool it was cool but now i'm now i'm like yo bring out sasha banks like yeah, yeah. okay okay you know okay. i'm like I, I, I step you, it up you, you, you know what you, you, you talking about just all the comparison thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. <laughs> I say, yo, like homicide, man. Everybody yeah, like sure. homicide. yeah. <laughs> that's a dream match. Let, let's let's see Sasha Banks versus Homicide <laughs> in AEW. Which, like, I'm I'm kind of down. Like, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, Sasha Banks is gonna go to you know Stardom or she can go to AEW. There's so many good dream matches. I'm like, man, I just want to see her like like wrestle dudes. I want to see you know <laughs> I want to see Sasha Banks take on Zack Saber Jr. or you know, like like technical wrestling and stuff like that. And I don't know if you'd see that in AEW, but if she takes indie dates or whatever, but I don't know, I think she's too big for indie dates. I think she I think she's like Claudio. She might be holding out for that big Man. money contract, which I get, which I, I understand. I think that she'll be able to do anything. Um, like I I think the the options are probably endless. Like I, I'm pretty sure if, if she is a free agent, then like those offers will come rolling in and it's just a matter of like what she chooses to do and what she doesn't want to do, but like I, I feel like AEW, that's like probably the most clear way, yeah, for her to go. Like, man, she she could go to Stardom, go to Tokyo Joshi Pro. I mean, but uh, you know, what's the name? I think uh, AEW they have a they have like a you know working relationship with Tokyo Joshi Pro. So if she goes there, the AEW, she'll have that automatic in to yep. Tokyo Joshi Pro. That's so like, right. I mean, it's it, it's like it, it's a different like a, a bunch of different routes she could take but like i i, I it was it's always funny when i when i see those comments from like uh like people who like uh, like they like constantly like to defend wwe for whatever reason or, or, or even like people that like to defend any wrestling company like to the to the grave yes they, they do this, they, they, very they do strange like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they they do this thing of like well you know she's kind of she's kind of too she's too big like well, why, why would she want to go i'm like bro sasha banks flew to Japan on her own dime while she was under contract to WWE to go train with Mako Setamora at the Sendai Girls Dojo, bro. 
this lady loves professional wrestling. She lives for it. Like, I'm 100% sure if she had a conversation with AEW, just like, hey, we can do this, this, and this. I'm pretty sure we would see her there if, if that was if that was an option. Like, there, there is no way that you think Sasha Banks is going to just step away from professional wrestling and just let that shit be the end of her career. Yeah. No, or, no, or, some, or, no some, or somebody else's new. It's, it's not happening, bro. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, definitely. Uh, she, she loves it too much, I think, that she wouldn't wrestle. Uh, would be hyped to see her show up. Well, let's talk about some Forbidden Door. Did yeah, you check? Well, well, welcome to our Forbidden Door review. Yeah, yeah, more Forbidden Door chat. <laughs> Sasha Banks, who's not on this show. But no, I am interested. I love Sasha, so definitely interested in seeing, uh, her, hopefully, her show up here in AW. And I know a lot of people are like, ah, oh, more bringing in up more ex talent and stuff like that. But I don't. She's a big deal. Yeah, she's in Star. <laughs> she's in fucking Star Wars. All right, like, and they dropped the WWE dropped the ball on that, and I'll never forget forgive them. So, tornado DDTs all around. Did you check? <laughs> did you check out any of this buy-in that was on uh, their YouTube page here from AEW? Yeah, I did. Um, so I, I really didn't pay attention to like the the Lance Archer and the Camarado match. I I, I did like the um the. I can't believe I, I I did like the QT Marshall. Say it again. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not repeating that. But I, I, I did like the match with uh, uh, QT Marshall and Aaron Solo versus Yoshihashi and uh, Hiroki Goto. And I know <laughs> Kevin Kelly, I think he's saying something like, Yoshihashi is like the most improved New Japan wrestler from the last three years. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, he, you know that's that's from a perspective, but like I saw, I saw a tweet yesterday. Somebody was like, he was trying to he was trying to test what he can get away with saying. Oh <laughs> no! It's not like he said me. QT. Yeah, like imagine <laughs> if you turn the turn the uh, the commentary to uh, the Japanese channel, and uh, they're like QT Marshall has got to be the the most improved <laughs> AEW wrestler in the last three years. I'm just look QT Marshall. Uh, if you know he he's been wrestling on like strong and he's been wrestling some of these yeah he has though but like yeah. good good for good for QT every time I watch him I'm like man you move really slick like everyone always makes fun of QT Marshall but like I always I think I, I know it's such an overused saying but like a good hand in death he is for sure he is. For QT Marshall yeah yeah so um, me, me and you was me and you was joking say <laughs> he got dirt on Tony Khan <laughs> yeah I tell, QT. <laughs> QT Marshall must have some something on Tony Khan that that he keeps getting booked on these <laughs> these shows. What last time he got to fight Big Show on a pay per view? He's getting yeah. that pay per view checks. <laughs> yeah, maybe hey, to- hey, bro, Tony no. doesn't want him to leave with Cody. Hey, hey bro, no, in all seriousness though, QT he, he is like a really good like person that you can like slot into these positions. Like yeah. he doesn't have to be like some primary. It can always be like these things right here, and he'll make it work because he's a good wrestler. Like yeah. he's not, I, I, like he's a really good wrestler. Like he really is, and I'm, I'm. I mean, you can you could even go as far as saying like he's a just from the sense of what he does in the ring and like not overcomplicating shit. Like you could say he's a, and I I know people like a side eye, but like when you look at just the at, at just like the some the simplicity of what he does and like how it makes everything flow smooth, and then even his training of what he brings out the Nightmare Factory. You could go along the lines of saying when he's a great pro wrestler just in the sense of like what he like like it's just the simplicity of what he does and then on top of that like i was just saying like the the, the training and stuff that he does so i'm I, I, and all in all i'm just saying i think qt is a is a really good wrestler bro and like it, 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 it's it's funny to make the jokes and stuff like that's always hilarious but 
like when, when you really like break it down and like look at him like QT is like actually like really kind of good in the ring. I, I do think that I, we always joke about him on, on shows just because he's, he's QT Marshall, but yeah. when you do watch him, it's like, yeah, okay. He actually can, can go yeah, and you can exactly. see, you can see, you can see how he, he probably is a very good trainer because he definitely uh, has it. We do the, the retro NXT reviews on was next and he popped up in NXT 2013 uh, on an episode mm. we did recently. And we're like, man, this guy's just always, look the same but he's he like he could show he showed promise even even there so uh qt getting his forbidden door check here in the buy-in unfortunately though uh qt and, and aaron solo lost to goto yeah. and yoshi hashi um and people were like oh why is that match on this thing well it's just the buy-in but then a match that was added and i wasn't aware when it was happening and then i looked at my tv and i was like wait is that lance archer taking on Nick Camarado, which was added kind of last minute here in the buy-in. And uh, Lance Archer put Nick away with the uh, blackout, which was, I guess, pretty impressive considering Nick Camarado is a pretty big dude. And um, But Lance I can't see one. Lance, yeah, Lance showing that uh, he, he's picking up a win here. Kind of the only AEW guy in the G1 because he's, a, he's still a New Japan guy. But yeah, uh, yeah, kind of another nothing match here for the buy-in. And then we go to, there was another, there was two other matches on the buy-in. Swerve in our glory, which I swear, if you asked me yesterday before this, did they, did they break up? Was this still a tag team? I'd say, no, they swerve turned on him. It's over. But apparently they're back together because of their, their little, uh, what the promo on, was it rampage where they just go, oh yeah, actually let's, let's still be friends. We can still be friends. So they're still friends. And they're going up against Suzuki Goon, El Desperado, and Kanemaru uh, here. And yeah, uh, we we got to see them pick up a win again, Swerve in Our Glory. But this time, it seems like Keith Lee's not fully trusting Strickland. He's kind of keeping yeah. his own, his own, you know, staying in his own lane. Essentially, I, I was getting super behind this team, and I was kind of bummed out that they went to the breakup early on. But maybe. That isn't the case. Maybe they decided against it. Yeah, they um, they, it, it looked like they were going to go separate ways. The, the the thing is, they they do work really great as a team. But I think they, I think Tony Khan also along with Swerve and Keith Lee both realized that they're great as singles, but they yeah. also work as a tag team. Like you can literally go either way, but I th- I think at some point you just gonna have to make a choice of, of which way you want to go. Like instead of like the whole teetering back and forth thing. But 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 like as far as this match goes, I, I I really liked it. Like honestly, I think it was like a lot more competitive than what I was expecting it to be. Like because I, and, and then when uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru when he did uh, when he spit the whiskey in Keith Lee's face, but I I like for, for a split second I thought that this motherfucker was gonna pin Keith Lee. I was like, hold <laughs> on, he, 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 I, I was like, is he really about to get a pin over Keith Lee? And then like, you know, but that that was like just a real great false finish. Um, and 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 Kanemaru and Del Serato, they like kind of known for like getting the sneaky wins yeah. in Japan. Like they, they all, that's like their thing. So like, I, I so w- with knowing that I thought that that was like the end of the match. So I thought that was like a real good, uh, false finish, man. But like, I, for, for I, I think that these two, t- I think they work real well together, man. Like this is a, this is a solid, solid little match. Yeah. This made me, I, I've been loving, uh, Keith Lee and, and Strickland. I, I think there's, the, if they are going to kind of keep them together at the same time, like have them do their own stuff, that would be pretty cool. I could see them winning some titles down the line. I think they could have won the titles at the last pay-per-view. I think it would have been a nice change of pace, but I don't think it's necessarily 
too late to do that. They can still go that route. But I, I mean, this match teased a lot of in-ring with Swerve and uh, Despy. And I was like, man, you could have just done this match on the pay-per-view and people would have probably been super happy considering Despy's been on this bit of a run in the past year or so with the, the juniors division there. But uh, the stuff between Strickland and Despy was pretty uh, fun to watch in this, in this tag team match. Yeah. Despy should have won best of the super juniors. I'm on that. I, yeah. 100%. I, ever since that match, I swear it was like probably a year or two now when, when his mask got ripped off and he, everyone oh, could yeah, see it. Yeah. I was like, man, that's the next step of like Desperado, like ch- get rid of the mask now and like go in this new like route. And they didn't quite do that. They kind of just went back to the well that they kind of mm-hmm. usually do in new Japan. But uh, he, he's, he's been on a tear lately, but I, I did get into this, this match, but Keith Lee and Swerve picking up the win. We then go to another, the last match on the buy-in an eight man tag match. Max Caster and the Gun Club, meaning Austin Gunn, Colton Gunn, and yes, Daddy Ass Billy Gunn. <laughs> shit, that shit is so stupid. Bro, bro, you you know what's funny? Like I, I think, I, like whenever I hear him say that, I was like, bro, that that is so dumb, but it works. It, it works. It, so like well. it, it works, bro. It works, bro. But it's <laughs> yeah, it does sound bro, ridiculous. And, hey, hey, bro, you wanna know what? I cannot wait for the day that Bowens and Caster get the tag titles. I, I can't wait. That is going to be great. Yeah, uh, the claim definitely like they were this annoying team that you know yes. everyone seemed yes. to hate them, especially the like the the online wrestling fans were just like just shitting on them all the time. Maybe some of the the, the rap stuff, you know, the, Max Caster finally got kind of checked, maybe on some of the stuff he can and cannot say. And then they've been they've been good enhancement talent. They still are really good enhancement talent. But then since the pairing with the ass boys the gun club it just for some reason works really well and definitely every time they come out like they have my attention because you always still want to hear what he's going to say max caster rapping here making jokes about uh he's going to put four more people on the injured list making light of the all the injuries going around um and then what mentioned mentions that he's going to call here i'm going to make you call me senpai and you're going to go back to the L.A. dojo and you can all watch your hentai or something like that. Yeah, just ridiculous. Uh, but that's what this match was, is the Max Caster and the Gun Club versus pretty much a bunch of the young boys here. I'm not super familiar with these uh, New Japan L.A. Uh, dojo guys, but. Yes, uh, the DKC, uh, you and you more, Alice Coughlin and, and, and Kevin Knight. I, bro, I, if you if you haven't seen, like I'm talking about to anybody listening to this, if you haven't seen Kevin Knight, bro, he is like a really good prospect. Like I I, th- I think that he's probably like if they give him like the right character and like don't fucking like turn him like into what they did the Master Watto. Like yeah. I don't know what the fuck went wrong with with, with Kawato, with whatever they decided to do with him. And then did you say you Wato don't know? Shit. You don't know what went wrong with that? Yeah, he they turned him into Master Wado. Every literally everything went wrong with that. But yeah, but but no no lie. Like just to, just to touch on that real quick. Like that that was I, I had the most hope for him as a young lion. And when he when he went on his skirt, I was like, when this motherfucker come back, he about to be like the next big next big thing when he come back and then blue hair and uh, master Watto. And I'm like, ah, yeah. well, there <laughs> you go. But, 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 uh, but with Kevin Knight, I think that he has a chance to be like a really good prospect. Okay. And if, if they position him in the right way, I think he could be like that breakout talent. And then on top of that, 
you don't really see like a lot of like top not well i mean you you don't see like a lot of like superstar like caliber black talents that come through new japan and and now that they have one who is hella athletic he so he tries to command the screen a little bit like even when he was doing his entrance last night he was like sort of the first one to jump out there and like yeah like yelling at the crowd and all that type of stuff so I, I think it would be cool if they sort of position him and sort of at, le- at least try to get the most out of him that they possibly can. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited about seeing Kevin Knight, and he, he's a he's a he's a good wrestler. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, what he what he can do. Yeah, no, 100, percent definitely. I'm gonna have to con- uh, continue to keep an eye on that guy for sure. Um, th- I this match it was just over five minutes. It was a lot of yeah. uh, was it? Sorry, so Danhausen shows up on the thing. He's like, hey, yeah. ass boys. Uh, I got you a new, I swear he, he presents them a new theme song, which is basically like a new AEW ripoff of ass man from like WWF, but now it's ass boys. So then the gun club run off to chase him, leaving daddy ass. And (laughs) I'm going to say daddy ass for the rest of my life. As long as we can, like, as long as it works, like always go with daddy ass. It's amazing. Uh, Max Caster and Billy Gunn just sweep here. I mean, Billy Gunn really doing all the heavy lifting, just taking out the whole dojo here. Uh, I swear, hey, B- Billy hey, Gunn hit the one and only. Hey, Brandon, Billy Gunn being 60 years old is ridiculous, bro. <laughs> 60. I don't know what's ridiculous. You calling me Brandon or Billy Gunn being 60. Oh, Brad, Brandon, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Think, think, thinking about that, uh, so my mind must have swapped you out with that guy Brandon from New Jersey, man. Oh, don't Brandon ever compare me to him. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, look, Billy Gunn being at, like he just looks huge. You forget how big he is when he's standing around a lot of these these like smaller guys in this yeah. company, uh, especially. Yeah. But yeah, fifty eight years old, Billy. Fifty eight, fifty eight. Yeah, uh, he hit the one and only. Max Caster hits the elbow drop and they get the win. So scissor me daddy ass, which is still one of the funniest, one of the funniest wrestling lines just to come out of nowhere uh, in the, in the past few weeks. But yeah, uh, too sweet is out and long live the scissor. There you go. That's there you it. Go. Uh, it was a, it was a pretty fun buy-in show. Like I had it on and we were like, you know, having a few drinks and, and, and stuff like that. But I was like, Hey, this is, this is pretty good. It gives you a little taste and, and shows you some, some guys that maybe you aren't too familiar with, but I don't know if you were like on the fence and then seeing uh daddy ass and some young boys, would you go, you know what? I need to buy this pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, saying uh, Lance Archer and yeah, I mean, I know, I, you know, not, not Lance Archer. I always like seeing Lance, especially. Yeah. I mean, because I think I think in his case it makes sense because he's in the G one. So like you, you would want him on this show in some capacity. Uh, sure, yeah, man. I, for, I I I think it was a it was a solid buy in. It wasn't anything like you said. Like I think it was going to hook people in, but you know, I, I think it did what it needed to do, which was to yeah, uh, just buy some time and wait till everybody get in the arena. And there we go. Yeah, I, I think so too. Then we go to our main card, which starts off the Forbidden Door. We have Kevin Kelly on commentary with Excalibur and Taz. Great uh, team. Yeah, I mean, they will uh, make some some adjustments throughout the night with bringing in uh, uh, JR and uh, Tony Schiavone. But the team of Kevin Kelly, Excalibur, and Taz, definite was my, I think, my favorite uh, group of commentators here. Just Kevin Kelly and Excalibur. Uh, 
I thought meshed so well together. And Taz has been in just a, a great form in, in whenever he's on commentary. And I'm not talking about like just the, you know, the funny bits you see on Botchamania and stuff. Cause trust me, those kill me like Taz commentary on dark and all that stuff. Like it's so funny, but when he like kicks it into serious mode, I really get behind it. And I mean, Kevin Kelly coming here in AEW, he's got such a, a past in, in commentary, whether, you know, doing stuff for the fed or ring of honor and stuff. But if I'm Jim Ross, I'd be sweating, be sweating. Kevin Kelly coming for that job, Jr. And now, and in all seriousness, like that, that was like a really great trio. Like, I, I, like ha- halfway through it, I was like, I mean, you know, if, if, if Kevin Kelly gonna be, you know, he gonna be it till Wednesday. I mean, shit. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like that. Like yeah. him, Excalibur, and Taz. Like they for for a team for a commentary team when it's their first time as a trio together, bro. They worked. Yeah. Like it was no like it wasn't awkward. It wasn't like nobody tripping up over each other. Like they. And they, they was having a good time. Like they was like laughing and shit. Yeah, it meshed. It meshed really well. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it was great, bro. And 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 all honestly, I, I know we're gonna talk about it a little bit later, like touch on it later. But even when Tony Schiavone came out, like when he joined Escalibur Taz and Kevin Kelly, that was great. Yeah. Like no, I love the that's what I'm saying. Kevin Kelly, like I love him. Uh especially, especially like through his Ring of Honor years, it kind of sounded like, you know, he was. He was just going along with it. But now when, you know, I'm sure he's just like, wow, look what, look at this AEW. There's tons of people here. The production value, the the budget here is just so high. I don't know. I felt like Kevin Kelly was just on, on point. And he has been in new Japan for quite a while to me. Like, yeah. you know, you know, we, to us, we speak English. I put on the English feeds when I watch new Japan. And I, I think he's been on top of his game for the past few years. And then just hearing him here, it was almost like, Kevin Kelly's getting his flowers a little bit like, hey, you know what? Check this guy out if you haven't because he knows his shit because Kevin Kelly and Excalibur just nerding out over wrestling was was pretty sweet for them to be calling some of these matches. But uh, I did like better that. Watch out, JR. Exactly. JR, bro. JR, don't 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 be don't be tripping up calling uh, <laughs> Danielson, Brian, Daniel or whatever. The, f- fuck, I messed it up. But he would, don't be calling people the wrong names because Kevin Kelly can <laughs> slide in there. <laughs> Because now, I mean, it, it, it's always like, but you, bro, when the thing about JR is like, when he turns it on, he can turn it on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, when, when he, like, JR still has those moments, like, where, you know, it, it's like, okay, you, you see why people call him the greatest to yeah. ever do it. Uh, like, it, he definitely has those moments. But, like, yeah. I, 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 I think that it was just a thing of like hearing somebody like fresh, like Kevin Kelly. It, it was just like, good. ah, yeah, this is, yeah, it, it was good, man. We start off the pay-per-view with a main match here, a six-man tag, and the winning team will receive the man advantage for the Blood and Guts match coming up this Wednesday on Dynamite. And this match is the team representing the Jericho Appreciation Society, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara with Ty Conti, teaming with Minoru Suzuki going up against the team of Eddie Kingston, and Wheeler Yuta representing the uh, combat club, the Blackpool Combat Black Club. Blue, yeah. And they're teaming with Shota Umino. Superstar they, Shota. That's right, the shooter. <laughs> so they showed a great clip here when Jericho was in New Japan a few years ago. And when he attacks Shota, who was just a young boy at the time, and he gets put in the walls in the middle of a match. 
So I knew that they were showing this clip for, for some reason, but uh great callback here that they've got some history. So Shoda kind of wanting his revenge and Shoda kind of being the, the one guy that, that Moxley kind of took under his wing uh, a few years ago as well, when he joined uh, new Japan. So the history in this match kind of makes a little sense. Uh, this, this was pretty great though. There was a lots of, um, back and forth. The action started right away with Yuta hitting like 10 German suplexes on Chris Jericho. This was definite, uh, like reminiscent of what Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho, like from all these years ago or something. Was it Benoit who did like a bunch of Germans on Jericho like this at one point? It was great. Uh, Eddie Kingston's in there with Suzuki at one point. There's a huge chop battle. Uh, Eddie Kingston's trying to do the like machine gun chops, but Suzuki pretty much like no selling it. I love how Eddie Kingston's like the most badass wrestler on screen. But as soon as he got in the ring with Suzuki, it was like the first time he ever looked scared, especially mm-hmm. last week when they were setting up this match where his face, his facial reaction was like, okay, actually I am a little scared of this guy. Uh, Suzuki ends up chopping Eddie back, but man, both their chests uh, were lit up, especially Jericho's at one point, his chest was just, red uh shooters in he is very impressive he's doing all sorts of flying around like drop kicks and some crazy cross bodies there's insane sequence with all six guys just going and going and hitting different spots at different corners sammy hits a shooting star press to the outside uh shooters in hits a power slam off the top for a near fall and then a tornado ddt and a brain buster he gets put in the walls by Jericho, but eventually gets out of it and puts Jericho into the walls of Jericho. And the crowd here is going absolutely crazy. Definite star making appearance for Shuda here. Uh, Shoda, I keep messing up because they say Shoda and then I, they say Shooter. So I'm like, what, which one is it? But the Shooter, uh, Eddie eventually uh, gets hit with um, the gotch pile driver from Suzuki and he just gets spiked here which is nasty uh, at the nearing end of this match is shooter. You think he's in control and is getting the upper hand on Jericho, but with a distraction from Ty with the bat on the outside, Jericho ends up hitting the Judas effect and pins shooter in 19 minutes. Therefore Jericho appreciation society wins and gets the advantage at blood and guts. But anything I took from this match, first of all, great match, but great hot opening match. Again, the story here for me was, wow, Shooter was just made in this match. Yeah, he, he definitely had like a star-making performance. And then that continued, you know, afterwards when he, you know, Jericho appreciated side, he pulled up on him and, you know, they blew the fireball in his face. Like, and, but, but, but you know what? Like, now that they did that, I, I think that he's going to come back. Like, I think he's going to back at some point. Yeah. yeah. So, like, now, now he got even more beef with Jericho. Like yeah. so, and you want to know what? Like I, I really like that. Like that. Like see, see the thing about the thing about Shota is like I don't know. He, he got like that like likable baby face thing that you can't you can't like make that you can't give that to somebody. You just gotta have it. You just gotta be like a likable baby. Like it's it's literally the same thing that Willa you to have when he was coming. Like when he was first getting integrated into the Blackpool Combat Club, it was just like that likable baby face character. Like. Oh, we want to root for this guy, but he's actually like a great fighter. And he's not scared of anybody, but it's like we want to root for him. And it's like the same thing with Shoda. So I, I think that Shoda mixed really well in, you know, in a in a match that involves a star like Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho, Boo. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm always gonna joke on Jericho and, 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 and Minoru Suzuki. Like for him to had his standout performance, yeah. I think it says a lot about him. Like he looked great, all his offense looked great. Like 
he he uh very like um aggressive wrestler like he has like a like a different move so i remember he did some move to jericho it looked like he was um I, I, he, he did something that he like like twisted him around for like some like vertical like it's like some inverted suplex or something like that it was crazy looking yeah. move. yeah brain but it, it it looked real good man but um yeah shoulder had a great performance and and, and i really liked the, the the end of the match when he was like all hyped up you know he was he just got i think he had just taken taken out suzuki or something yeah, like that yeah throwing his hands in the end as soon as he turned around just like that it was over yeah that that was like that was just like a real cool way to like sort of end that match and then of course the story they told afterwards when it was over yeah again you're right they had so many big names in this match but for me they this was clearly like they all worked together to try to showcase this guy a little bit i'd say he's the least known person in this match but he still ended up putting on a, a pretty impressive performance and and his gear. Uh, we had a few people over watching last night, and we were, this, the room was kind of divided on Shota's gear because before, you know, he just wore the the black trunks, the the young lion gear, right? So here he got like more colorful. He had like long pants and stuff on. I thought he looked way more like a, a standout star than just some guy in you know black trunks. But uh, I I thought this match was awesome. I know people were going into this show like oh mixed tags and stuff, but this was great. This was yeah, a hot was great. Yeah, it was a hot opener match uh, for sure. Uh, we go to our next match. It's a three-way tag, a triple threat tag for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships and the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Winner take all. In this match, uh, like I said, the winning team takes both titles home here tonight. We have the team of the Ring of Honor Tag Title Champions, FTR, Cash and Dax. We also have... Over like Rover. Over yeah, like Rover, yeah. Braid. Super over here in Chicago. Again, super hot crowd. And FTR are just on this streak lately. And Chicago was here to cheer for them. They're going up against the, the IWGP reigning champions, the Great Ocon and Jeff Cobb. And then the third team, Rapungi Vice, Rocky Romero, and Trent Beretta. Uh, Chuck Taylor, and- okay? I hope, yeah, I hope so. It, like, I get it because Rapungi was like a, a team in New Japan and, and all that stuff. So I was pretty hyped to to kind of see them yeah. uh, here in this match. But um, Great Ocon looks like he's just having a great O time in uh, the United States. If you've been li- seeing it, li- living his life, bro, living his life. He is living. Man, hey, Braid, I had, I had said this out last night. I'm like, boy, them, them clubs in Chicago got lucky last night. They was gonna be working overtime. If, 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 if Great O'Conn would have had his way, it'd have been a wrap. Yeah, Great O'Conn, if, if, if he won here tonight, I no telling, <laughs> no telling what would have happened down in Chicago for sure. The guy is a menace in all the best ways. Um, we have this match started. So only two people in the ring at the same time. And, um, then you can, you can, how do these matches work in AEW? If you're, if it's the three-way tag. Yeah. So, so it's like two people start and then you can just tag whoever, honestly, whoever can tag in and that that's who swaps for that person. Yeah. Okay. So we have, uh, Dax is in here and he's, he's working, but then he gets his arm kind of squashed or, or injured here and he's he's not they're not so much focusing on it but he's selling this injured shoulder when eventually he's taken out of the match and walked up the ramp as the crowd are booing leaving uh cash alone in the in the ring here 
to, to face the other two teams. Uh, Rapungi are running things here. They're beating up Great Ocon. They're beating up on on uh, his tag team partner, Jeff Cobb. There's doing half and half suplexes, some flying knees and drop kicks. When Great Ocon and Jeff Cobb start turning the tables and hitting like their face plant choke bomb buster combos and stuff, Dax comes back to a huge pop. His shoulder is taped up now. He runs in. They hit the mind breaker at one point. There's then a a, a crazy uh, double team from the IWGP champions with this like Germans, almost like uh, that move Hangman and Kenny used to do the the catch into the German double team. There's then a strong zero, but Dash breaks the pin up there. Uh, eventually in the ring, they eventually hit the big rig and get the win, meaning FTR in 16 minutes, 25 seconds, are not only your Ring of Honor tag champions, but now are the IWGP tag team champions, seven-star FTR. Uh, I'd say it's a pretty big win for this team. Their trophy cases are going to have to get a lot bigger Mm -hmm. at home. Brayden, all I got to say is, man, what a a run for these dudes, man. Yep. Like, what, like what, what else can, what else can you say <laughs> like it's crazy i we were talking about this like trying to think of um tag teams in in wrestling and these guys have just been on a crazy run huge fan of these guys I- incredible that where they were just a few years ago i think they tweeted out last night that like a few years ago we were shaving each other's backs mm-hmm. on tv and look now we're champions from new japan like that's just insane but like look at look at tag teams like the Hardy Boys, they've won all there is to win in WWE. The Dudley Boys, I'd say, are the only competition now for FTR. The Dudley Boys have won WWF, WCW, ECW, TNA. FTR has won NXT, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, Ring of Honor, and now New Japan. Oh, and AAA. They had the AAA titles. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're seven. They, got, like, they, 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 they still are. Yeah, so like mm-hmm. they're coming for the that Dudley Boys crown of winning winning the most tag team titles everywhere they go. Like they just need the impact ones, I guess, if you really wanted to start start raking up those other titles. But wow, just uh, a crazy run here. I think this is all setting up to FTR versus the Young Bucks kind of more oh, of a yeah, winner yeah. take all kind of scenario where they eventually go up against each other, but this time with like all these other golds around their waist. But yeah, yeah. Uh, gr- great match. Uh, it didn't get to the next level. I kind of thought that this one would get into, and I-, I guess I'll take this heat, but great Okan just does not really do it for me in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. The, the wrestling just doesn't really, it's not that flashy. He does a lot of like old school. Like I said, he does that like face buster thing where he grabs your face and it's just it, nothing really that exciting. And Jeff Cobb is someone I've, been a fan of for years and i felt like after he left the independence and started doing more bigger shows his matches just aren't that uh exciting uh for me i'm not saying i i dislike this i just didn't get into no, like, I next year saying. yeah yeah it's just not for you yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's like essentially what like, i mean and and i i definitely get you in the great o'con thing like i and, and look great o'con like he funny as shit like on twitter and ig and all that stuff. like you know what i'm saying like he, 100 but but like on the wrestling side, it's like just for me personally, it's like eh, you know what I'm saying? It, yep. Like, but but he's not a bad wrestler though. Like, it's just it the shit just doesn't work for me, and that's okay. But um, yeah, but yeah, I I, I think that this was a great showing for FTR. 
like them being on this run is like crazy about like crazy as far as what, what they're doing right now and I think that like you said it is going to lead to a eventual match with the Young Bucks like I see the, the only downside to them winning the AEW tag titles is that at some point bro at some point FTR is going to have to lose all of these tag titles it's, yep. it's, it's going to happen at some point and that's going to be that down track period and, and I don't know how they go about that but at some point, they're going to have to lose the AAA titles. They're going to have to lose the Ring of Honor titles. They're going to have to lose the IWGP tag titles. Hopefully, that can happen before they get to the AEW tag titles. But also, they like had a shit right now. So, like, how do you even, would you even want to like cool them off at any type no. of way? Like, no, for sure. You know not. what I'm saying? So, it, 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 that, that, I think that's, that's always the rough predicament. And we can even look over to WWE, what they got going over Roman Reigns right now. It's like, I mean, but, but no, I know, man. That, that's a completely different situation. We'll we'll talk about that later. I think I think that's completely different. But um, yeah. But I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what else uh, FTR is going to do, and I'm I'm excited that now that the IWGB Tag Champions, I I think that they're probably going to end up defending these titles on strong. Like, yeah. I, 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 but I, I I would like to see them head over to Japan. I really would. I think that's going to be cool if they can't do that. But I think for now, like especially since the um since the G1 is about to get started. I think that, that this can be like a way for them to like defend those titles on like on the New Japan Strong shows. And then, um, you know, once the G1 is over, or once the G1 wraps up or like on the final day of the G1, they pop over there and defend the tag titles and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. It is like FTR is having a, like a hell of a run right now. Yeah, hell, hell of a year. E- easily best team going this year. Just the, the, the stuff they've been doing ever since this like face turn, it's just been working out for them. The, the crowds, it's what the, it's what we wanted to see when they first left wwe this gigantic run and we're finally seeing it i don't think it would be crazy to say they'll probably probably wrestle at wrestle kingdom oh yeah that's happening like it has they to be, right they probably gonna, they probably gonna face aussie open there you go okay uh, aussie open probably gonna win the uh, world tag league and then that they already got the history so it's gonna be aussie open versus ftr wrestle yeah that sounds great okay hey Braden, Braden, i was about to say that the, the face turn it's all credit to the theme song. <laughs> no, the theme song's great. Yeah, I love yeah. this theme. Yeah, I, I do love their theme did, song. Did, did you like it at first? Uh I didn't, but then I like I know what it's trying to sound like. So I'm like, okay, it sounds like that old school like thing, but it works so well. It works, yeah. it works with them better than what they had before, I think. I loved say yeah, but like nah, this works way better, I think. Yeah. Uh, but it, I do know some people don't work. like it. Some people are like, God, ah, it's cheesy. I don't like Wheeler Yuta's music. I don't know why he, that's his music. It sounds like some video game theme. I'm like, but you're you, you're trying to be so badass, but then he's coming out to like 8-bit stuff. And I'm like, eh. He's 8-bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have Jay White backstage, and he's talking. He's hanging out with his Bullet Club friend, Rock Hard Juice Robinson. I wonder why why he's hanging around here today. He's not on the card. He's just, he's just there. He's just there. Visiting and, uh, his uh, significant other, man. That's, Tony yeah, Storm. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, he's just hanging oh, around. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, but he's rock but, hard. Uh, Juice Ju- 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 Robinson running around with the uh, U.S. title. The Even champion, though he's bro. not the champion. <laughs> he's not the champion, but he's still holding on to the title. Will Ospreay is the, the champion. But uh, yeah. yeah, unfortunate kind of that that happened for him as, as soon as they tried yeah. to heat him up. But I'm sure he'll bounce back. Uh, we, yeah. In the G1. Exactly. He'll be okay. He's rock hard. I just like saying that. It's just really funny that that's his name. Uh, The four-way match. This is to crown the inaugural 
all Atlantic champion here. Um, kind of a weird name considering it's the Atlantic ocean kind of doesn't really touch all these other places, but it's okay. We'll, we'll move on from that. The four-way match consists of pack. He is a bastard Miro, the redeemer and the leader of the house of black Malachi black and not Tomahiro Ishii. We're all sad about it. He is injured. Therefore he's not able to compete in this match. But his replacement, Clark Connors, I'll be straight up honest. I'm not too familiar with Clark Connors. All I know is that he wears a cowboy hat. And uh, yeah, what can you tell me about Clark Connors? Clark Connors, he's a very, very proficient wrestler. He's a very, very solid wrestler. And he had a great performance at... uh, Effort Ben Door. I mean, like I think everybody knows what Clark does. He's one. He was on New Japan Young Line, and then, mm-hmm. um, you know, eventually found his on-screen character. I guess, or like his persona. I guess, and you know, like he, I mean, he's he's doing well on New Japan. He's been a constant on New Japan Strong since that show started. And he, he has like a really like like a lot of good matches on that show, man. So I mean, like I mean, that's pretty much like 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 all about Clark. But like I, I know people were see 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 this is the thing that always works when you have situations like this and unfortunately tomorrow Ishii got injured and i think it would have been i think it would have still been a banger if Ishii was in there too mm-hmm. but see the thing with clark is he is on a presentation level not as well established as Ishii is right so when you swap a clark in for Ishii, Ishii it's like okay we're not necessarily expecting anything from clark so when he does go out and show out like he did yesterday, it's like, oh shit! Like, look at this dude. And like, because yeah. first of all, first of all, you you have low expectations, and that and and that in any credit to him because Clark is a really good wrestler, bro. But like, I'm talking about just from a presentation wise, in comparison to Ishii, right? You when you see Clark, it's like, uh, when you we saw him in the lineup, it's like, oh, you know, it's gonna be still gonna be a good match. And then when he go out there and did what he did yesterday and had these uh big moments in the match, it's like, oh, this dude is like legit. And and I, I think that I think that actually worked out in his favor that there was like that. I, I'm pretty sure for him it was hella pressure, but like from the outside looking in, it's like people weren't really that invested in in him. But then halfway through that match, people started rooting for him, bro. You know for sure. what I'm saying? One hundred percent. Yeah. Like it, 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 it's it's always cool to see stuff work out like that, man. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm really glad that he had that he had that moment because I'm I'm pretty sure just. As an individual, I'm pretty sure he was like, you know, these people, they probably not going, you, you know what I'm saying? Because like you got Miro in there, you got Pac in there, you got yeah. Malachi Black in there, and then you got Clark. You know what I'm saying? And you get what I'm trying to say, right? Like, yeah, and not any slight, and not, not any slight on him, but I'm pretty sure even he was like, like, oh man, like the, I, I, I know it's probably going to be like a little rough for me out there. But like he went out there, bro, he showed out and he had a great performance and the people got behind him. And I'm pretty sure they'd have popped like hell if you'd have fucking won the title. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm saying like he should have won. <laughs> he should have like, just won. They, 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 they would have went crazy. And like, I'm pretty sure that that wasn't everybody's first option. But like, dude, they they was they was behind Clark. Like, if he'd have won the title, I don't think nobody would have booed him. Nobody would have booed him. It just would have been like, oh, really? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, right. I'm not I'm not super familiar. I've watched him wrestle here, here right, and right. there, but yeah, I, I did. I was just bummed. Obviously, we we're all bummed that Ishii wasn't going to be in the match, but you're totally right. He's he's actually put in a situation like you just need to do something and the crowd will 
treat you with that respect. No one's just going to go out there and boo you because you're not Ishii. That's just not how it's going to work. Just, yeah. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so all four of these guys and the winner wins the all Atlantic championship. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth between all four of them. Obviously Malachi and Pack have been feuding. So those two keep trying to go after each other and keep one upping each other. We get Miro and Malachi who have this face off in the ring. And this was interesting because I mean, Malachi black is all about uh, what I mean, if you just watch week to week with his whole house of goth dudes, it's pretty much like he's a Satanist. And then we have the redeemer who's clearly, you know, a man of God. So we have them kind of facing off here. I, I could see I, I, in some strange multiverse that Miro joins the House of Black. Therefore, you could call oh, them like the, the Church of Black, where they're the all Church talking about the, the gods and redeemers and all this stuff. I, I did like them facing off. And I think a singles match between them down the line would be crazy. Miro it, and Malachi, it would, it would it, pop it, off. It, 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 it's going to be Miro and Lana versus Malachi and Julia. <laughs> Malachi and Julia. Well, that's where you can bring in. Uh, oh, wait. His wife is still in the Fed, right? Um, oh, Lana? No. Who's Malachi with? Um, oh, Zelina Vega. Zelina. Yeah, yeah. Zelina. Um, there's a spot where they Malachi, I think, sets up a table ringside. And eventually, it's Clark Connors who spears Miro through the table on the outside. And this is the big moment for him here. The crowd go absolutely nuts for him he gets in the ring and hits up like a texas tornado bomb almost like the pro <laughs> the proto bomb almost here for a near fall he's going for a second one but gets blocked miro's in control he's about to just whoop some ass i think he's about to lock in the game over when malachi spits the mist into miro's mm-hmm. face nails him with the black mass Goes for some arm bar, but Pack interferes and breaks it up with a 450. And Pack locks in the brutalizer to Clark Connors. And he taps out in 15 minutes, five seconds. Your new and first ever All Atlantic champion, Pack. He is Great a bastard. Choice. Yeah. Great choice. Great choice. Like, I, I, I really like that Pack got the win. For real, you want to know what's funny, Brain? Like, in this match, I don't think anybody would have been mad if any of these dudes won the title, to be honest no, with you. No, it would have like, worked. Yeah, I, it would have worked either way. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was a great, but like, see, the thing with Pack is, and I had said this uh, on, on a, I think it was a podcast I did like not, not too long ago, but I was like, with Pack, bro, he's been at AEW since the start. He, like, in all honesty, he really has done shit. Like, he's just been there and like, he's like, he's had great matches. But so have you and like 25 other people on the roster. So, so yep. you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I feel like for him, this was like that big like moment for him finally in AEW after being there since the get go. And like, you know, of course him, uh, you know, him, him living in the UK and the pandemic happened and that, that really derailed a lot of momentum for him. Um, but now like him having this title, I feel like this is like that big shining moment for pack and aew and i and like i know that word like deserve get thrown around a lot bro but he he kind of deserved like this like this this, this championship yeah, like yeah. especially even the work that he put in man i mean all these dudes put in work but like i don't know it, it just feel kind of it, it just felt right that pot has the time now and I, i'm like I'm, I'm really excited to see um like sort of the direction that they take this belt like if they'll do like a thing of like you know it, honestly I, I think it would be honestly interesting if they you know I, like I, I don't know like exactly the specifics or how, how that would work. Like in terms of like are they just looking to defend it from people, defend it against people from different countries or different continents or like whatever it may be, just different parts of the world in general, and keep it strictly to that. 
or you know just everybody in general but um like either way i I think it's gonna be real cool to see what Pac does um and honestly i don't think you really got to do that much aside just let him go out there and put on bangers bro that's and what that's and that's what he's been doing since he's been here you're right yeah. like he's been here he didn't get the tnt title run that miro got uh black has been here just a little while and seems like he's kind of you know, he's been feuding with them, but got kind of a bigger spot. So, I mean, Pac winning here finally does feel like, all right, yeah, at least you, you've you won something here. I wouldn't mind if this title is where you take it to all the other feds. You know, Pac mm-hmm. goes back home and, you know, wrestle somewhere like a Rev Pro or you go to different indie places and defend this title. Like it's the all, it's like the, the world title, like the IC title essentially, but you defend it and in other places and stuff, but, but yeah, this was a pretty fun match as well. It had some pretty cool spots and I think could set up Miro versus Malachi black uh, for a future program, which could be great, that, but clearly that, going that Lana in a debut coming. Yeah. That Lana, Lana debut coming. Y'all better get ready. Lana going to show up. Uh, it could happen uh, for sure. We go to our next match, which is a six man tag team match. It was originally scheduled as an eight man, but Hiromu, apparently had a fever and therefore could not travel to make this show. So Hiromu Takahashi also taken off this card, making it the team of the bullet club, El Fantasmo, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson with Hikaleo uh, ringside going up against the team that they call here dudes with attitudes, which, uh, was an is an okay name i mean i don't really know why they went with dudes with attitudes uh considering none of them are in diesel or hbk cosplay gear however the name they should have went with is los sting norables but they didn't (laughs) they didn't go with that but darby sting and shingo takagi teaming up here uh i I don't know what it is, but like uh, I love pro wrestling. And when I saw Sting and Shingo in the same ring, tagging each other in and out, I don't know. It just made me smile. It just made me go, yeah, I like, I love this pro wrestling shit. Sting and Shingo, please. put them in the tag league right now. Please, please make that the the, the title of this review. Los Sting and Nobles. Yeah, why would you call it that? Like, it's amazing that these guys are a teaming here. Uh, hey, bro. Oh my goodness. Now, see, that that would have been some funny shit if they would have announced them. They should have. <laughs> you know, they thought Los about it after the fact. Nobles. You know, they thought about it after yes. the fact, and they're like, oh, "We should have went with that. We should have used that." Yeah. Uh, oh, that's great. I mean, this was this was awesome. I mentioned uh, we had a few friends over last night, and I I stood up as as the entrances were happening, and I Look. said to, I said to my friends, and I was like, "Okay, who wants to put money down? What's the over under on Sting doing some crazy dive?" And then we all laughed. Sting's music hits, but there's no Sting. So when the Bucks and Phantasmo make their entrance, the lights go out. It shows someone in the rafters, someone who might not be Sting or may not be Sting or is Sting. When it cuts back, the real Sting is on top of the tunnel and does a huge dive onto all of the bad guys here just to start off this match. But wow, what a great. It's not an AEW pay-per-view if Sting ain't jumping off shit. He's like, look, Jeff Hardy's on the bench. 
I got it, guys. Don't worry. And Sting, really? Sting, Sting isn't having the best run of his whole career. Yes. I don't know go. what what's going on. Sting is go. 63 years old, people. Damn. 63. And he's outworking these guys doing this dive nice. off the top here. This this had my attention right away. Like if you if everyone thought, okay, we can take a chill pill here. Not the case whatsoever. Uh, this match just starts off with all of them now brawling and everything. But what a way to get this crowd back in the palm of their hands with Sting faking out that he's in the rafters somewhere. He's just got some guy in the in the mask so, sitting up there when he's actually now jumping off here. I thought this was a really creative spot. And like I said, just to get the crowd just hype for this match here. Uh, Young Bucks also sporting their old school Bullet Club gear they got the vests mm. they got the old school like tights and long long boys on uh i thought they looked good uh hanging out with uh young buck cosplayer el fantasma mm-hmm. he always just looks like he's a guy trying to be a young buck to me he's you don't like el, you don't like el fantasma i do I, I i do i do love his wrestling because every time i watch el fantasma he always does the silly ridiculous stuff and then by the end of the match, he, he gets me. He gets me back. Where yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, you can you you can go. You're amazing. But he always does remind me of someone pretending to be at one of the Bullet Club guys because he always does like the Young Bucks moves. I swear he does yeah. all the like AJ Styles, AJ Styles moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he just he's always play wrestler uh, to me. Uh, he does his famous back rake spot, and then the Bucks come in and start doing their ridiculous. Uh, long teasing and hype up just for the back rake. Uh, El Fantasmo's in the ring with Sting, and he tries to do a nipple twist, the purple nurple on Sting, but the Sting, purple nurple. Sting ain't having that. Sting is not down with that. Um, eventually, there's a double super kick to Sting from the Young Bucks, but he no sells it. Hypes up, beats the shit out of them. This was great. Um, eventually. There's more bang for your buck. And then the thunder kiss splash from the bullet club for a near fall Fantasmo, If he was annoying anyone who was watching him with the, the nipple twists or the, the back rakes and stuff here, he does a rope walk into an acai moonsault picture. Perfect to the outside. Bro, that shit is crazy. But do you know the balance you got to have to pull exactly. this shit off like that to twist, yeah. but to turn your body while you're walking the rope, yeah. And that fall and bust your ass is like that. That that shit is crazy. Like I, I did, but there there are very. I'm not gonna say very few, but like you got to be like really talented to pull some shit off like that. Yeah, it, it's 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 impressive. Every time he wrestles again, I'm always like, oh, this goofy looking dude doing all this silly shit. Yeah. And here he is hitting like crazy impressive stuff. Here, uh, he hits this beautiful mood salt, and now Sting is in the ring. Sting teases he's gonna do a running dive. When he runs the ropes and is greeted with a triple super kick, this time uh, definitely knocking him down, sending him to the outside. Uh, the Bullet Club are in control again when Sting rolls back in, chases El Fantasmo, and Purple nurples him uh, with one of the greatest calls I've heard on the night was, he's got his areolas. Uh, well, Good on Taz. Yeah, the, the nipple twister here. Uh, there's then a kick to the balls or from Sting, there's the pumping bomber from Shingo. Shingo uh, eventually hits last of the dragon. 
and Los Stingnorables pick up the win here. Uh, I thought this was a, a super fun match. 13 minutes it went, but it just had everything you would expect from a Young Bucks match. And they worked in Sting, Darby, and Shingo as a unit just so well. I think it should be a permanent team now. Shingo, Sting, and Darby. Well, one more time for the name, Brayden, please. One more time. Los Sting Norables. <laughs> Greatest name. That's, that, bro, you, you know what? That's so funny because, like, I, I, I'm, I swear I know it's somebody in AEW who was like, you know what? We should have called the Los Sting Norables. <laughs> Bro, I know it's somebody that that at least had to had that come to mind. Like I'm talking about after the fact. Like like they, they probably thought of that shit at like one a.m. or something like that, or two a.m. when the show was like long long over or something like that. But yeah, man, it, it was cool seeing uh, Sting, Shingo, and and Darby team up. Definitely one of those teams uh, that I never expected to see pop up uh, in AEW. I, I was I was definitely looking forward to Hiromu being there, but you know, unfortunately, he came down with a fever. Um, so so yeah, I, I think that these that this these two trios they, they work real well together and she, that that sequence towards the end man where she gave um he got i think it was il phantasmo he gave him like the right hook and then he gave him the left hook and then i think il phantasmo swung at him and then he popped him again they swung him to the road gave him the pumping bomber damn they took his head off yeah and they gave him the last of the dragon like um shingo is like bro i i've never seen well i'm pretty sure i have but like like for him to be size that he is it'd be as fast as he is. And like, he's like very quick, like with strikes, with moves, hitting the ropes. Like yeah. that dude is like legit as, as legit can be. Like when it turns to just like having like all the quote unquote tools in the tool bag that you need to be a, like a pro wrestler. Like Shingo is great. Yeah, Shingo is awesome. I, I, I think I, as much as I love this, I think he could have been slotted into the main event of this show and no one would have mm. been upset with that. I, I see him as a main player in new japan and i'm just thinking of the last few years of when he like went through you know th- i'm just thinking of that super juniors run you watch yeah. that super juniors run and you went this he ain't guy, no damn junior. yeah yeah i was like this guy is absolute money 100 yeah you're like yeah this guy is money this guy could be a huge main player here in new japan and he's pretty much their like their filler guy like oh kata's hurt okay we'll make shingo get like they heat him up whenever they want but he is so much more than that just showing him here was was great uh, just him and sting in the ring together is like wow like wrestling's crazy and so weird that i hear i watch sting for years and in the past you know so 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 many years i'm watching and becoming a huge fan of this guy shingo and now here they are you know fist bumping in this match i'm like this is just hype so i i definitely got behind this match Hey, hey, Brandon, at some point, would you like to see, like, m- maybe not not anytime in the near future, like, you don't got a whole, you know, the whole turn thing, but at some point, would you like to see, like, maybe toward the end of Sting's pro wrestling career that you would like to see him versus Darby for, like, the TNT title or something like that, just to cap off? You do, like, yeah. this whole, it, 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 bro, and, it, and it don't even have to be a turn. It could just yeah. be, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to see, like, a heel Sting right. or even a heel Darby at this time, but a sting singles match does need to happen where he can yeah. like pop off like this. It's just, he dudes, he's, he's older and he's still doing these crazy dives and stuff. Just bless him. That's that t-shirt. It holds magical power. You think Naito was watching at home cheering on uh Los hey. sting, sting nor Ables, And he was like, ah, oh, look at this. Shingo's teaming with someone who also wears a t-shirt in his matches. Hey. 
Hey, Brayden, you want to know what now that you say that? I'm kind of beefing Naito wasn't on this show because you want to know what I, what I really wanted to see? Yeah. Naito versus Ricky Starks. Okay. That, that like, the whole charisma yeah. thing, like, Naito doing his, like, eyeball point and Ricky doing his little head shit or whatever, whatever yeah, yeah, he yeah. does, like, the, the pose. Like, I, I, feel like I feel like that would have been, like, real, and both of them are, like, great wrestlers, bro. So I, I think it would have been real cool to sort yeah. of see that, like, dynamic and, like, them sort of just playing up to the crowd the whole damn time and then eventually getting into the in-ring stuff. Like, I feel like that would have been, like, a real cool, like, a real cool little nice matchup right there between those two. Yeah, I I would have liked that. Uh, Naito versus Orange Cassidy, because they both just seem like... That would have been funny as shit. Yeah, like, they don't give a shit kind of attitude kind of thing. Sting versus Naito, where they both wear t-shirts, that would be good. Um, I would have liked to see uh, Hiromu versus Darby, actually. I think those two could have put on something that would be pretty crazy, but... Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see Hiromu. I was bummed that we didn't get Hiromu in this in this match, but it probably would have made it even crazier with with him being in it. But uh, this 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 was pretty fun. We go to another match. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is the only women's match on the show. New Japan pay-per-view having a women's match on the show? What? What's going on here? Did they, did they cut this feed out when they aired it on... New Japan World, the w- women's match here. I didn't know they were allowed to to do that, but uh, good for them. I I I think it's great that um, that we did get a women's match added because a lot of people were just like, ah, they just won't do that. They just won't put a women's match when it's a big part of AEW programming. And we have a yeah, champion. Man. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say like, it's, it's it's honestly no reason why you shouldn't have a exactly match on the show. One hundred percent. It's legit. Like you should, you should definitely have a women's match on the show or two women's matches on the show. Just for to, sure. Like not, not it, like I, I think it just like I mean, if you if you're gonna have this card and you, it is gonna be taking place, um, you, you know, on on uh, uh, like under AEW's turf for lack of better terms. Like yes. I, I think that you definitely can't just like not acknowledge that you got your whole AEW Women's World Champion right here and not throw her on this show and not put her in like a prominent match. So I actually like that they actually build build this match. Like it wasn't like just some throwaway like thing. Like heard this thing between her and Tony been going on for a couple of weeks, and it wasn't even like a like a like a heated thing. It was just like it was there, and you knew it was going to happen eventually. 
So, so, so I'm glad that they, uh, you know, that, that they lined this up. And I, I think, th- I think that Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm being the only women in this car, I, I, I know for sure that they felt like they had something to prove. Cause like that's, like you, you, you being the only women on the car, around all these dudes, like I, I know that they probably just want to go out there and just fucking have a banger. Like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? So people, for can, sure. you know, be like, yeah. Yeah, motherfucker. Like, yeah, you know, like, like I, I, I definitely think that they probably had a chip when they showed, and I'm interested to hear like interviews for them coming after this because I, 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 I like, of course, I don't, I don't know for certain, but I, like, I, yeah. I have like a good feeling that they probably felt like that. So, um, yeah, and I think they deliver, bro. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Women's championship from AEW on the line here: the champion Thunder Rosa against Tony Storm. Uh, Thunder Rosa gets a sweet entrance with her like epic entrance gear here she's got like this giant like headpiece and her whole mm-hmm. outfit her her entrance entrances lately especially for these pay-per-views have been pretty pretty cool and impressive um i just love tony storm's theme song it's complete rip of barracuda from heart yeah. but it works so well like this is this is awesome it works so well i'm i'm just rocking along at home but i'm completely singing the lyrics to barracuda because uh, I don't know what this lyrics are, but I'm going to have to put this on my phone because uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, series back and forth where they're like chain wrestling and kind of one upping each other. Uh, there's a series of near falls as well. Thunder mm-hmm. finally gains control and hits her running drop kick into the ropes and uh, a, a ser- like a Michinoku driver. There's then uh, Tony Storm who sends Thunder crashing into the lower turnbuckle, which we know where this is going. Tony then slaps her ass a few times and then runs at her with a running ass attack in the corner. I still don't know how they do this move, especially Tony Storm. We've seen so many people do it. Uh, respect to Umaga and Rikishi and all, anyone who's done the, the hip attack in the corner. But something about Tony Storm doing it, it's like a running freight train. And I know they did the gimmick with Britt selling a few weeks ago where she was like selling as if she was concussed. It looks like the person would be concussed after taking this running ass attack to the face in the corner. I don't know how you do it when it doesn't give you whiplash, but uh, nonetheless, Thunder Rosa kicks out at two. Uh, Thunder starts firing back and eventually hits her fire Thunder driver, but Tony Storm kicks out of that. So Thunder Rosa is getting a little uh, worried. She's a little shocked that Tony kicked out of that. Uh, Tony looks like she's going for her, her sit out pile driver when Thunder counters that and hits the final reckoning, the final cut there, shout out Dustin and gets the one, two, three in 10 minutes, 40 seconds. Thunder retains. Yeah, great, great uh, performance from Thunder. I, I, I said Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa and, <laughs> uh, and, and Tony Storm. I think they deliver, man. Like, like I said earlier, um, you know, I'm pretty sure they they felt that you know necessity to go out there and show people you know what the fuck was up. You know, we don't only women in this car. Let's go out there and show out. And they, I think they did that, man. And I'm, I'm I'm curious to see what Thunder Rosa does after this, man. Like, you know, like what's what's next for her? Like, uh, yeah, who's her next I, challenger? You run by Jamie Hader, probably. Do with Jamie. I, I would I would like to see Jamie Hader get up in the mix. Um, you, yeah. you would have to assume at some point they're going to circle back to Brit. I don't, I don't think it's going to be any time in the near future, but you would have to assume that at some point Brit's going to be back in that, back in that title picture, man. So, um, ma- 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 no matter of fact, I, I know Thunder Rosa on July 9th, she's going to be wrestling in Tokyo Joshi Pro. She's going to be wrestling uh, Miyu Yamashita. Wow. Um, so I think that's, I think that's going to be cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see that whenever I can get a chance to see that on the, check out the Wrestle Universe service, man. But you get all that stuff. For like five dollars, shit is nice. great. Okay, like great value. Um, it's amazing. You, just a touch of bread. You could get DDT Noah, 
Tokyo Joshi Pro and Gombari Pro for like eight dollars probably. That's wild. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 shit, that shit is great. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's a good price. That's a good price, bro. But um, uh, yeah. But Thunder Rosa, man, I'm excited to see what's next. But uh, yeah, Thunder. Uh, you know, come this September, New York City. That's better right. Watch your back. Better watch your back because it I mean, might be over. Thunder, Thunder, <laughs> better watch her back, anyways, because like she's the champ. But a Jade that that match definitely needs to happen down the line too, with title v title or something like that. I'm not too sure, but. Um, I, I, for some reason, when I got into, I got into this match, I thought, I think Tony Storm is finally finding her groove that, uh, here in AEW, every time she has a good point, yeah. like she's, she's been having really good matches. And I feel like in WWE, I, I remember loving Tony Storm before WWE and then in WWE, she, she had like one or two good matches and then it felt like she was just kind of there. And now mm-hmm. I feel like she's definitely like the, from the, the presentation, the theme song to like the way she looks to just the wrestling is finally like connecting. So I was kind of like halfway through the match. She convinced me like, Oh, she should win this match. Tony storm. Mm-hmm. It would, it would shake things up instantly, but uh, I'm still happy that thunder has the title and can still go on this reign. But uh, I got into this match. I, I, I thought, I thought they had pretty good chemistry. I, I think they could even run it back uh, on TV in the next few weeks and then go into the, the next feud. But it kind of sucks because Ruby Soho came in gets the title opportunity loses and then has just been chilling ever since. And then mm-hmm. that's, what's going to happen to Tony storm. I think like as soon as yeah, they don't win the title, it's probably like, where, do you, where do you go with them now? Kind of thing. But yeah, she'll team with Ruby, the rock star <laughs> runaways. You, you, you want to know that, that <laughs> you, you want to know that, that, that is kind of like sort of a similar formula that we've seen a lot. Like they'll come in big, you know, yeah. be featured, and then you know once the once they lose the title match, it's like you know they all for a little bit, and then they come back for you know that one thing, and it's like oh yeah, they're really good, and then they're gone again. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's kind of like a, a a similar thing. And I, I, in all honesty, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I'm I'm kind of expecting the same thing to happen to Athena, like yeah, a, a yeah. little bit. Like I like after the thing with Jade, like I kind of expect her to like just be not, not she she'll be wrestling, and she'll be on like elevation and 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 have a rampage match and like still be doing the indies and shit like that you know what i'm saying but i i i'm expecting that to happen i'm hoping that, i'm hoping i'm wrong like even if she doesn't be jade actually, i don't think she should but you know i it, i i'm hoping that she will at least consistently be featured on television but also the other side of that is like you know when somebody loses a big match i've always been the one like and i've said this on hella podcast like i always think that when somebody loses a big match keep them off TV. Like they don't need to be on TV the next day or the next show, like mm-hmm. acting like everything all good or, or whatever like that. Or, or even like, I, it, I think it does them good to let people forget just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, in AEW's case, a little bit don't need to be three months, four months. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, a, yeah. A, 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 a little bit should be like three weeks at the max, four weeks at the max. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. Uh, we go to our next match. From the pay-per-view, Will Ospreay going one-on-one with Orange Cassidy. It's a dream match that we did not know we needed, but we got it here tonight. Uh, no Jane from Orange Cassidy. A lot of people online, I think it was Sean Ross Sapp, who was reported that uh, Tony Khan had finally bought the, the rights to Jane for Orange Cassidy. His entrance music there, Jefferson uh, Airplane, Starship. Um but he didn't. He still came out to his his theme song, The Pixies. So uh, I was like, oh, okay. I was expecting the the theme change there. 
And afterwards, in the the scrum, Tony Khan said he was a little mad that Sean Ross uh, sat reported that and the leak about the the song coming in and said that he's not really upset with him, but he's just upset with the people backstage who are leaking stuff like, hey, we're part Mm -hmm. of a team. We're part of a team. Why are you leaking out little things like it would be a nice pop if that were to just happen. So I'm wondering if we are getting that song, but uh, it, it, it's probably like uh, one of those things where they probably do got it locked in, but it's like clearance shit. Like you yeah. probably got to like wait till that's like uh, something that's like 100% done. Like it, it, it probably, like he probably has the theme, but it's like one of those things where like, you know, got to clear for like pay-per-view and shit yeah, like that yeah. and TV and like, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that shit seems like it's a, like a long ass process like to get done. Or it's like <laughs> so, so definitely something that costs a lot. It is. It's, it costs a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's why they don't have uh, Danielson's final countdown. It was just too much money. He was like, nah. Okay, but can you can you imagine if he just had that for one night, bro? Just one night. For one, one night, night, I can see man. it happening. Yeah. One, one night. night I Dro- drop the bag, Tony. Drop the bag, Tony. One night. <laughs> that that, 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 that $500,000. <laughs> Jeez. That's, that's a lot of fucking that's money. That's ridiculous. Who, bro, who in the hell does your... Like, I, Bro, who does Europe think they are, bro? Like that song ain't been. I, but, 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 and I know, but in all seriousness, though, right? Do they like whoever denied that deal for them, or like all like ask for that amount of ask for that much amount of money? It's like yeah. I, I get, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, dog, y'all haven't been relevant in the states or in North America for like I don't know how long. They've been like, relevant I'm, I'm not, in I'm, Europe, though, because <laughs> their names here. I'm not like super familiar with like any type no. of rock music, but like I, I'm aware of like those bigger songs. I'm like, if if you let Danielson use that song, you're instantly bringing that song back to the forefront. Exactly. Instantly. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand. Like you're, you're totally right. They're, they're basically a one hit wonder band that this song yeah, <laughs> is, is, is huge. No, it's, it's been a huge song. It's been in used in commercials. It's been used in movies and TV, like for so long. It's like the catchy do like everyone yeah. knows it. And wouldn't you want to like, like, I, I, I get it. You know, money always comes first and money's the root yeah. of everything. But like, wouldn't you just want that to like be hype? Like if I'm a band, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Like Rancid seemed like they were like, fuck yeah, Ruby Soho, use it, go for it. You know, I'm sure there was yeah. still a, a transaction for that oh, yeah. song, but you know, like, wouldn't you just want it? Like, isn't that what being an artist is all about? Like letting people like, I don't know. Maybe they just don't like Danielson. They're like, no. <laughs> To use this theme song, but yeah, he's a would, vegan. Vegans now <laughs> can't do this. Uh, well, Orange Cassidy comes out using the Pixies, and I it, it works so well with him. Uh, where's my mind? It, it's great. And Will Ospreay one on one here. Uh, we get exactly what we thought we would get when they, we, this match was announced. Will Ospreay doing a lot of his kip ups and counters, and Orange Cassidy like. In, in unison, kind of mocking him, doing his own version of different kip-ups and and so forth. Like, the posing there is pretty great. You know, Osprey always does those backflips into that pose, but Orange does it and does it in slow-mo and just gets a huge reaction from the crowd. Uh, this pisses off Will, so he just starts to put the boots to Orange here. just starts rinsing him, beating the hell out of him. There's a series of Kawada kicks straight to the fo- like the forehead, and... Orange Cassidy comes back and starts doing his fake Kawada kicks here. Uh, and then eventually hits a series of real ones. Orange just kicks into the next gear, hitting all sorts of strikes and moves to, or- to, to Will, who eventually gets Orange back with the hook kick. There's a series of pinfall attempts. 
Orange is on fire, hits this crazy like whisper in the wind sent on to both members of Aussie Open onto the outside. And then a diving DDT. There's Cheeky Nando's kicks. Osprey gets thrown face first into a camera into the corner ring post at one point. Uh, Orange Cassidy plays possum and tells everyone to shh as he lays down. As Osprey goes for a crazy like shooting star sequence, uh, moonsault thing, just insanity back and forth. There's the beach break for a crazy near fall. There's the Oz cutter. There's the hidden blade, but Orange Cassidy kicks out of it. The United Center is going absolutely bonkers. Will Osprey couldn't believe it. So he picks up the almost lifeless body of Cassidy and nails him with the Stormbreaker. One, two, three, 16 minutes, 45 seconds. Osprey beats Orange in what I thought was just a sick match. Potentially my match of the night, I, I would say. Just the, the, the proper use of comedy and actual like like heavy hitting, I thought from both guys just worked really well. They meshed really as soon as this match was announced, we all thought it was kind of strange, but then we all went, yeah, but that sounds like it could work. And that's exactly what happened. Both guys work in here. Uh, This is great. What did you think? Yeah, I I, I definitely think it was a great match, man. I enjoyed uh, the dynamic between uh, Osprey, Will Lotion Spray and Orange Cassidy. <laughs> like, 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 but no, nah, man. Like, for, for real, for real, man. Like, on, with Orange, like, he's one of those guys you can have him lose like four matches in a row, and he'll still be over his hill. Yeah, you, you can, you can slap Orange to any position, and you can put him in these primary spots when you need him to go out there and legitimately go out, like, legitimately wrestle, and he will go out there and put on a fucking banger. Like, but Orange Cassidy, like, I, I feel like dudes like him, Lance Archer. You need people like that on your roster, bro. Like when you, you 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 when you need them in certain spots, they always deliver, bro. Always. And Orange Cassidy like consistently shows that he is well worth the the the, the roster spot, man. Like I know, like at the beginning, there was a lot of people who were very skeptic um, about Orange Cassidy. You know, him as his addition to the AEW roster, but like, dude, he he is like legitimately turning to be like one of their like biggest main, stars, draws, yeah. big attractions. He, 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 he really is, dude, and like, I it's, it's just real cool to see, man. Like Orange Cassidy have this, like, because the thing is, but Orange been at it for a while. Like mm-hmm. he been he's been wrestling for a long ass time. And, fire like, this ant. is like his the the the, the fire ant. and like now this is like his his breakout moment, his breakout time in his career. So it's it's, it's just real cool to see him like finally get his uh. It's big, but him and Eddie Kingston too, and, and a lot of fucking people. You know what I'm saying? They get they big, uh, they big shining moment, man. But uh, Braden, wait, there's more. There's more. What that happened? That, that happened after the match, bro. You supposed to go. You supposed to keep going. What happened after the match? They attacked. Oh, him? I, yeah. I, I remember. <laughs> 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 that, that, that 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 did not go according to plan at no. all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, another big angle comes on after this. So after the match, it is almost like a respect. It's like it's kind of like a. I forgot for a second. I was like, wait, what happened? I was like, oh yeah, I remember what happened. Okay, so after the match, uh, they put the boots to Orange here. The best friends, Chaos, come out for the save, but then the, it's there's too many. Oh my goodness! As that soon as the every time, bro. Yeah, this 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 theme <laughs> hits, man. Uh, the the guitar strumming hits. I feel like maybe a third of the crowd knew yeah. this music. 
Uh, a buddy of mine, shout out Daniel. He said he was in the crowd for this. And he's like, my whole section were just like looking around like, oh, who's this? And he was the only one being like, holy shit. Because <laughs> out comes Shibata. That's right. He is here in Chicago. He comes down to the ring. He kicks the shit out of these guys, scares them all off and saves the day. Shibata saving the day for Orange Cassidy. But wow, uh, did not expect to see him. Yeah, popping uh, out here today, and it was definitely uh, a nice, a nice surprise. And he's wearing, he's wearing his like, his like swim trunks, his like uh, his MMA gear, essentially here. Looking yeah, pretty, man. yeah, looking pretty yeah. badass. But yeah, huge bro, like, bro, this, this, this was, this was about. I, I I I know there's another great moment in the show that we're gonna talk about, bro. But th- this was my moment of the night, bro, because I was like legitimately shocked. Like I I, I knew, like we we gonna talk about it. Like I, I we saw all the reports about Claudio. I'm pretty sure you saw all the reports about Claudio that like it was it was pretty much like him. But I was like shocked and shit to see Shibata, bro. Like this this like surprise. I mean I, I should have. I should have assumed because the LA Dojo crew was there and like he like legit rose with them. Like that's like his that's his team. Like they're like together together like yeah. type shit. Like they're always like hanging out and shit like just off coach player type stuff. But um, yeah, man, seeing Shibata, bro, like it, first of all, that theme is a fucking banger. Like that is like one of the best opening opening parts to a theme song. Like and it, 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 it was cool to hear that reaction that he got. Like seeing like that section of people, like you said, who knew, yeah. Like this, like as soon as they heard that opening part of that song, like they got off their feet. You heard that, you know what I'm saying? Like that, but that that was like just the coolest shit, bro. And like, um, yeah, it's it's always good seeing Shabbat. Like especially when he came back. Um, I think it was at the G1 Finals last year when he had that grappling match that you I think it was the UWFI rules match against Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, that nobody knew was on the was even on the fucking card, right? Like, right. Like that like. It, and like hearing the crowd react and like the best part, like I, I know we're talking about AEW right now and the, and the New Japan show, but like even seeing um when that happened and like the crowd, you know, the crowds in Japan and not supposed to cheer like vocally and like he- like hearing people like not even be able to control themselves, like hearing the Shibata stuff. But that was just like the coolest shit, bro. And like I swear, it, 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 it's, it's moments like that where I'm like, bro, I swear I love pro wrestling, bro. Like there is, there is nothing in the world like this ever, bro. Not, yeah. There is nothing like this, bro. But like, yeah, that. That that was probably my this Shibata moment was probably my um, my favorite moment of uh of a forbidden door, bro. I, I I legit love this whole this whole thing. Like yeah. I, for for a moment, I, for a moment, I kind of got scared for Orange Cassidy for a minute. I thought Shibata probably wanted to beat the shit out of him for real. Like he like I, I was like I was like Orange, you might want to because like he because like at first because at first Orange put the glasses on him and Shibata, I, I like the Shibata didn't um doing any like thumbs up or nothing like that he just stared at him the whole time but then he called orange back in the ring and i was like oh boy i was like he probably about to shoot on orange <laughs> live, live, oh, on, no. live on that live on national <laughs> live on pay-per-view but um but yeah man nah, again i i really enjoyed this moment this was like hella cool a, a, like a genuine surprise like there was no hints at all about shibata being involved yeah, in the show yeah. in, in chicago so so yeah, man. Shout, shout out to um, New Japan and AEW for pulling this off. And man, when it, when is the next fucking Shibata match? When is this happening? Like, yeah. is it, is it, like I, I I I need to see the next Shibata match, man. But yeah, it, it's been. I think the last time he wrestled was at Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year when he yep. uh, beat, beat the shit out of poor poor Rinderita. God bless him. But um, <laughs> it was hype. Yeah, no, man, it was I, yeah, it was hype. It was cool, that he, man. Yeah, it was super hype. Definitely one of the best moments of the show. I, it was almost. 
hype because I forgot that like you didn't figure he would show up, right? right. You just didn't. You didn't realize. Like, you didn't think that he would. But when he but did, ain't nobody think about no fucking Shibata. Like you know, I, and I, I'm not. I'm not saying that like yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. Thinking about it like in the sense of like you're like when when this is happening, you're not thinking about Katsuri Shibata, especially because he hasn't wrestled since January. Yeah, he hasn't been seen since January. You know what I'm saying? Also, it's so funny that Orange puts the glasses on him and he's yes. just like he's just standing there. Like Shibata's gonna go to the dojo like this week and be like, look, guys. I was hanging out with this cool guy. He put glasses on my face. I, I'm cool. I know about cool. And this whole thing, this whole match, like Orange Cassidy, Osprey, the styles clash there between using the humor in the right spots and the actual like wrestling skill. Like Orange Cassidy, you mentioned, like he's been doing this for a long time, Fire Ant, but like he's he's like so trained in like some of these crazy lucha stuff that Will Osprey does a lot of the crazy high flying stuff. So like it meshed so well together uh osprey getting the win obviously makes sense and doesn't hurt orange whatsoever and then to like the big shibata reveal like just the whole block here was just like just yeah, on fire i thought yeah and, and it and it and it keeps going after this because we go to our next match hey, which a hey, hey, yeah. real quick have you heard have you ever heard this rumor that like orange cassidy has like a landscaping business <laughs> no what, <laughs> have you what? have you <laughs> I, I saw, but there's this story. Like, I don't know if it's true. I never like looked into it, but it's like a rumor. Like, he owns like some type of like landscaping business with his dad, and like he does like real well. Okay. Hey, maybe it's so it's it's random as hell, bro. But like that, that had just came to my mind when I was thinking about like uh, we were talking about like how long Orange Cassidy been doing this. Like, I had seen that rumor quite a few times. I, I I legitimately don't know if it's true. If it's just all for jokes, but like if yeah. it is true, like that's cool. You know? I mean, hey, yeah, you know, he's probably makes good money doing landscaping. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to, what would, like, what would he call his, what his dad? Yeah. Like thumb, thumbs up landscaping or orange. Uh, yeah. Pockets and sun. <laughs> beach, <laughs> beach breaking. I don't know. But I, I didn't, I, I have not heard that. I have not heard that rumor, but easily the best rumor I've heard in wrestling today. So. I'm going to go forward with that. Just make it act like it's a real thing. I better see news reports uh, on postwrestling.com coming from you about that in the future. <laughs> oh, get, Shibata, get Shibata in there as well. Landscaping. Uh, our next match. It is the best technical wrestler in the world. Zach Sabre Jr., who was supposed to go up against Danielson. But of course, the injuries, meaning he's not in this match. So Danielson has found a replacement, a hand-picked replacement, who's not only going to fight tonight against Zach, but he's also going to join the fight in the Blackpool Combat Club. He's the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club. He will be fighting at Blood and Guts this Wednesday as well. Zach Sabre Jr. comes out. He's ready. He's in the ring. When the music hits, the crowd goes wild. The camera pans. Enter Claudio Castagnoli. Can never say that what last a, name properly. What a what a fucking pop. What a G. What a pop. Yeah, that crowd reaction. Yeah. Crazy crowd reaction here in Chicago for Cesaro, formerly known Cesaro. Now Claudio, back to his old name. Uh Claudio, let's effing go. He is here in all elite wrestling. I think a lot of fans are super happy and hyped about this. Uh, what do you think of his music 
here. The 1812, what is it? Av- Avrovsky. What, what is this song? It, it's like the, it's a, it's clearly like a remix of this old school, like classical music piece, but I'm seeing a lot of people saying they weren't too high, <laughs> they weren't too hype about this theme, but it didn't do uh, anything. It didn't make me go, Oh, it sounds bad, but. But it actually worked. Yeah, like, I think so. It worked, it, 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 especially with the way he came out of the tunnel. Like he came out all hype and shit. Like that's how the song like really picked up. Like yeah, especially when he hit the tunnel. Like I, I think it worked, bro. Like it, it, it's it's not like, it, I mean it's not like his uh like his old WWE thing song. Like that was like the the biggest. I mean people people knew what it was, but I'm I mean I, I ain't had no problem with the thing, so I thought it was fine. I, it, it it really didn't take away from the moment the slide. I don't think anybody gave it like. When when I watched, it, I really didn't give a shit about the theme song. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. Like here now, and, and bro, on top of that, it was really cool. No lie to see, um, like I mean, I know they cool and real, cool in real life and stuff like that, but like it was cool to see like Xavier Woods and like Becky Lynch like tweeting about. It. I think Becky Lynch like threw up a picture of him like as he was like on stage, you know what I'm saying, and like tagging right. him in a post and shit like that. That that was like a real cool. And and Naomi tweeted about it uh, and tagged him in the post and was like, yeah, let's go, Claudio and all this stuff. Like it, it's it's cool seeing like his a lot of his like real life friends like supporting them in that yeah, big moment yeah yeah like, and it, it, i think i think it also goes to show you how well liked he is because i i think that was like a, um I, I remember when he got released i think i saw one of the reports i think it was from uh from sean rosap that uh claudio was like one of the most well liked people amongst his colleagues in wwe so like i i, I it, it wasn't a surprise to see like you know the naomi's and the and the becky Lynch's and the xavier Woods's and you know those are like you know publicly supporting him for his debut not even like, yeah, you see it through his peers, but there's something about his, his run, at least not even just his Indies, but WWE, like so many people love this guy. How many times do you, do you talk to, to other fans who are like, Oh yeah, Cesaro, he's awesome. Imagine if they gave him the ball, like what, who's the most what? underrated. Yeah. yeah. Like most yeah. underrated, you know, the workhorse. And like every time it's like, this guy always is brought up as like someone they never really gave the rocket to. They never really let, let him try to run with it for a little bit. And he's always just, help was always just helping other people get over. And I think a lot of people, it, it does show that he was a very well-liked person and finally coming out here. It sounds as if uh, the, the, the reports are Tony Khan saying that the whole plan was for Claudio to come in for ring of honor, death before dishonor, but then Thank this, God with this injury. Happen. Yeah. With this injury and in Danielson, he was like, nah, let's do it now. So it makes complete sense. Danielson, Claudio being friends, Mox, Claudio, Regal, Claudio, it all works and it makes out that he is in this uh, combat club unit with them. But yeah, just him coming out here to this crazy pop, like the dude doesn't even need to do anything else. Like he made it. You, you did it. Everyone remembers you. Everyone still loves mm-hmm. you. It must be just a fantastic feeling. Uh, another yeah. little Easter egg that I saw is, you know, the one cameraman that that people yes. keep thinking. Yeah, yes. you saw this? Okay, there's a <laughs> yes. cameraman in AEW who is like pretty much the same build as Cesaro. He, he like the same size like, him, bro, like hiding yeah. everything. So this cameraman for the little while fans online kept thinking like, oh, it's actually Cesaro like dressed up like as a cameraman. So Cesaro like took a, a second to pose with this cameraman and be like, oh, look, it's, it's my, my twin. So I thought the, the little hey, things there. Hey, bro, you, wanna, you know what's going to happen now, right? What? At, at some point they're gonna do like some segment like with Cesaro's like actually the person that's, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's the cameraman Elias uh, yeah. c- scenario so, there yeah. so, 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 somebody said 
I saw I saw a tweet last night. Somebody called the cameraman Ezekiel Castano. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, not, I I think that was a nice uh a nice little touch by Cesaro that goes to show you that he was definitely he's watching. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he's he, watching. He, he was watching, man. One hundred percent. Like I was, I'm gonna let you get into it to the uh to the match, and we can talk about the you know the I outcome mean, and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean. Come. Yeah, I mean, this This was already, you knew, we we kind of figured this was the match, and it sounds like a great match because both of these guys are technical. But right as the bell rings, Claudio runs after Zach, attacks him, there's uppercuts, he hits the the gotch neutralizer, one, two, but Zach Sabre Jr. kicks out. There's then a crazy back and forth, there's all sorts of te- technical submissions and counters, just beautiful. Zach Sabre Jr. starts attacking the arm and the shoulder of Claudio here, doing like arm breakers and arm twists. Um, there's then an uppercut from Zach when Claudio just starts to no-sell it and then hits these series of huge backbreakers. I mean, Claudio is massive. I will say Zach Sabre Jr. has bulked up a little bit comparing him to maybe like a year or two ago. Like 2018. Yeah. yeah, but like still nowhere near the, the size and power of Claudio here. So he's just getting no-selled quite a lot. There's then a nasty triangle submission variation where he's transitioning to all these different submissions, but Cesaro just picks him up and power bombs him. And then they both fall to the outside, but Zach hasn't let go of the arm bar and Claudio hasn't let go of the like power bomb spot. So continues to lift him up and then walks up the steps into the ring to throw and powerbomb Zach back into the ring. Just crazy impressive. It reminded me of Bianca and Sasha. Sasha, yeah. Yeah, when she did the military press. But this is doing crazy. it. Yeah, I mean, the guy has to be so strong to do this. Uh, just very impressive. Back in the ring, he goes for the swing and uh, hits a few swings, but there's like more like submission counters to give credit where it's due. Zach Sabre Jr. is literally... A wizard here. I know Jericho uses that name, but if you remember the Cruiserweight Classic, Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> made the mistake of saying he's kind of like Harry Potter. He's like the wizard of technical wrestling. A lot of people made fun of him for that. But wow, is he an actual wizard? Because some of these moves are just like crazy. The fact that he turned the swing into like a guillotine or something, I don't even know how some, he does some of these things. Uh, so Claudio at one point locks in a sharpshooter, and then that's countered into a heel hook. I've watched wrestling for a long time. I've never seen someone so cleanly counter the sharpshooter into this heel hook like Zack Sabre Jr. did here. Just fantastic. Again, crazy back and forth. There's uppercuts, more uppercuts. Zack Sabre runs at Claudio, gets launched into the air. Not quite the dirty dancing spot, but almost into the air and then caught with the uppercut from the shadow realm or sending Zack Sabre into the shadow realm. There's then the Brody Lee Lariat and the Ricola bomb. One, two, three. Claudio gets his first win in his debut here in AEW beating. Perfect. 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 Yeah. 18 minutes, 30 seconds. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you what my match of the night is actually, because I was, I just said it was Osprey orange, but recapping this now, I'm like, man, I was super into this one. So what a match. Yeah. Great, great performance from Claudio, man, and, and kudos to Zach for being a team player. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that if it was Danielson in that spot, it would have been more equal in terms of, like, the... Um, You're right, right. The presentation of the of the match and how things would have been structured, it would have been more, you know, 50-50. But, I mean, Claudio's debuting, so, you, you know what I'm saying, you, you got to give him the brunt of the, you know, of the yeah, presentation. Yeah. And so, 
kudos to you know, for, for, for playing ball. But um, yeah, great, great presentation from Claudio, man. It was great to see him get that superstar reaction, dude. Like, I, bro, like even even if this AEW run doesn't turn out to be like the greatest shit of all time, bro, he will always have that moment. Yep. And when he came out there and he knew for there was no question about it that people fucking love this dude you know what i'm saying so 100 that that, that 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 was great for him bro i know he probably felt like fucking weight is off his shoulders now because like I'm, I'm pretty sure every everybody must have had like that massive reaction especially trying to follow up anything um any anything related in relation to when cm punk came back i don't think anything's on top of that like that reaction that he got but like it, it's it's always cool man seeing these uh wrestlers i'll be in mental women that come over from you know either company and you know they that they weren't really presented in the in, in the way that a lot of people thought they could be. And then they come over to AEW and then, you know, they get that big superstar pop. And then, you know, it go, it go it goes how it goes from there. But yeah, man, Cesaro, Claudio Casinoli going right into blood and guts. Um yeah. And yeah, it's gonna be and, and I I think that I, I think I think he'll I think he'll probably get the win there, probably. Or it's or more like most likely his team is gonna win over there. So yeah, shout out to yeah. Claudio, man. That was a great match from him and Zach. Um, I don't think this hurt Zach. Zach is going to the G one. I'm pretty sure he'll scoop up a whole bunch of fucking wins over there. So, um, yeah, man, shout out to Claudio. This is this is great. Like like you said, it been for so long. Like whenever you talk about who's the underrated guy, most underrated guy, he's like the first name you throw out there um, for years. I, 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 for I, so yeah, long, for years. I I, th- I think I heard. Um, I think I think I heard you and Davey say this. Um, I think this was after WrestleMania 37, if I recall you guys are talking about that show and he was just like optimistic like like how everybody was about the fact that okay he had this big moment against Seth Rollins now what now what's next and then you know he had the match against Roman and then it you know it it, it went to, it was yep. <laughs> it, yep. it, it, you know it, it turned out how it turned out so but now I, I think that he'll have a more clear direction um and like honestly dude I wouldn't be mad if you know he was in the TNT title picture wouldn't be mad if he was AEW All Atlantic champion. Would really wouldn't be mad at that at all. Like so, yeah. Cesaro, Claudio Casinoli. I think he's about to have a very fun run um, in AEW, and the matches are going to be fucking endless as these talents keep rolling through and he keeps appearing on TV. So yeah, congratulations to him. Hell of a hell of a uh, hell of a debut, sir. Hell yeah, a crazy debut. debut. I mean, yeah, j- just like you said, everything everything you said there because he's been wrestling for so long. Everyone's just been behind him. And supporting him, there's not many people you talk to that go, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this guy. Like everyone seems to love this guy, and the wrestling it speaks for itself here. I mean, no Zack Saber Jr. No slouch. I thought he was very impressive. Again, that counter to the the swing or the sharpshooter or whatever was just like, wow, this guy is incredible. But it it wasn't no no uh, sweat off his back to take the the L from Claudio. But yeah. Yeah, he'll be fine. Uh, And and we will get that Danielson match one day. maybe forbidden door two or whatever, but we will get that match one day eventually. And it just makes it even more of a bigger thing to hype that up uh, for the future. But this was, this was like perfect, really. Like you, you made, you made Claudio stand out as this big star. And we we had a, we we had a friend over watching and she, she doesn't know anything about wrestling. And she was like, Oh, who's this Claudio guy? This guy's great. And we were like, Oh yeah, it's uh he's he's basically Jason Statham. He's he's the transporter. And she's like, he Oh, doesn't like Jason I Statham. love this guy. And like she was <laughs> getting like super behind this guy. So we we're like, all right, like he can get over with anyone because he's Claudio. Hey, uh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey Brandon, the 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 task 
to and and I, I give Cody Rose a lot of props for this too. The task to and and, and like like to 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 debut and then to have to wrestle a fifteen plus minute match, like you already gotta probably already like you you probably expecting to get like a big reaction but you just never know until it actually happens and then yeah. on top of that you're trying to enjoy that moment but then you got to realize you got to go out there and wrestle like it, it's easier when you come out there and you like having a squash match or some shit like i feel like that's that's easier yeah but like when you got to go out there and have like a legit like you got to go out there and do it like I, I think that that pressure is like tenfold but like he he delivered bro him and zach delivered man and yeah. uh yeah, I, yeah. I think he don't have a I think he's gonna have a standout performance at, at Blood of Guts. Probably gonna fucking moonsault off the cage or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, nah, that cage is a little too high. Never mind. Let me let me take yeah. that back. No, but it was I, it was it was perfect. It it really was. Uh, everything. I mean, he always his move set by like every little thing. The sharpshooter, obviously, Tyson Kid nod. Just everything he's doing in there is awesome. The Ricola bomb as well. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while. So I'm I'm super hyped to see where we can go with Claudio in. In AEW, like, yeah, I t- put all the titles on him down the line for sure. Uh, super, super excited to see what he can do here. And uh, I want to try, I want to try his coffee, Claudio Coffee. Have you seen that he's selling? He, 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 him and Seth Rollins, they do uh, like coffee business, man. So, yeah, shout out to Claudio, multi, uh, multitask, and he's a Twitch streamer. There you go, can't be beat. Well, we go to hey, hey and, and yeah. real quick, you want to know who also. Streams on Twitch up next Tuesdays NXT 2.0. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, plug that. Thank you. <laughs> Hit that and YouTube, youtube.com slash up next. Hit that subscribe, people. If you're listening, go follow us. And, and while you're on YouTube, you know, make sure you go follow uh Botchamania superstar Andrew Thompson uh, <laughs> on YouTube. I saw your logo pop up there. I'm botching. It wasn't because uh, you botched. I gotta make that clear. I know, bro. There was bro, no botching hey. from you. <laughs> hey, hey Braid, I ain't gonna lie. When I saw that, I got worried. Because <laughs> Martin had sent me the screenshot. He was like, bro, you on Botchamania, bro. I said, Braid, when I say I have never pulled up my Safari browser so fast in my life to go to go look at this, I was like, well, I was like, man, what did I do? And then, and then I looked at it, it was like it was a funny story from an interview right there. I was like, thank fucking God. You know what? I, was like, I, th- I thought the same thing. I was like, what did he do? I'm like, what did this man do? <laughs> I know for a fact you wouldn't like there's nothing you could have said or right. done that would have you know I was like no he he couldn't have botched anything what no what is going on here so I had to pull it up to see I was worried I for was, you see so yeah, the love I, is I, I was I, I, I was scared of shit <laughs> yeah you made it though you did it it was okay you didn't do anything wrong go check it out if you don't know what we're talking about go watch watch mania because Andrew Thompson interviews logo pops up and it's amazing well let's go to our next match here. We got two more to go. We got the semi-main event. Four-way match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. The champion, Jay White with Gato. Defending against Hangman, Okada, and Adam Cole here. Uh, It's not every day you get to see a four-way match for the IWGP World title. Uh, It's not something New Japan does uh, often, Mm multi-man matches, but... Here we are. We have Jay White coming out looking all heelish with Gato. We have Okada coming out to a massive erupting pop from the United yeah. Center here in Chicago. He's wearing his nice robe, looking good. His Wrestle Kingdom robe from earlier in January. Uh, Hangman comes out, huge pop for him as well. Adam Cole dropping the boom, of course. 
Uh, all four guys uh, kind of, they, it, it's weird because they, they don't want to fight, but it's like the heels who are friends versus the baby faces who are kind of friends, sort of, kind of. I thought the build to this match was definitely one of the things that wasn't done properly. I, have, I don't really know if I have an issue with the four-way. I would have preferred two singles matches, but I do think um, the build just made it a little weirder than it had to be. Uh, there's lots of kind of combinations with all four kind of uh, interacting with each other when when it's uh, I wrote J. Cole. But I didn't mean the rapper. Mm-hmm. I'm meaning Jay White and Cole teaming up, beating down on uh, a hangman on the outside. And then they try to isolate Okada. Okada comes back. There's a, the running dive on, on the outside over the guardrail. I'm, I can never understand how this guy does this. He's so tall, but impressive. Taking out both of the bad guys. Back in the ring, locks in the money clip. I, if I was there, I would have booed this move. Uh, Cole mm-hmm. eventually mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Cole eventually turns on Jay White here and starts beating him up. Um, but then Hangman comes in. There's backdrop suplexes. There's all sorts of craziness. All four guys are going at it. They're laying down. The crowd is going super hot. Uh, eventually, Gato stops Hangman from hitting the buckshot. Um, Okada finally gets in there. There's a series of attempts with Okada and Hangman. Sorry, Okada and, and Adam Cole, where he keeps trying to hit the Rainmaker on Adam Cole, but he keeps ducking it and gets super kicked and back and forth. The finish comes, and everyone will at this point already knows this finish was a little weird. It's as if Adam Cole, after dodging the Rainmaker like three or four times, is eventually going to get hit with the Rainmaker, but instead just kind of drops down and rolls over when Jay White comes in the ring, hits Okada with the blade runner, but instead of pinning Okada pins Cole who does get his shoulder up at two, but the ref counts it anyways. And the bell is rung at 21 minutes. Jay White retains the title. The match was so good. I thought up until this very strange finish, uh, I definitely had to pull this back and I've watched it back quite a few times uh what did you think yeah I, I think i think it was um it was said afterwards that it's believed that adam cole had suffered a concussion during the match at some point like i i, I don't know like what point that happened because like he he ducked the the rainmaker and then like it seemed like everything was all good and then like jay white just like really like just went over there and just rolled them over and then it was just over like that and it was like hella anticlimactic yeah so, like i was I, 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 I was like maybe it was like a i mean hopefully you know first and foremost that if he does truly have a concussion then it's okay but i mean that, that he's okay you know it's not you know uh well concussions are always serious but like just just over at Cole's okay but yeah it, it was just real weird the way this match ended because it, it was really going well like it was like the match was like really entertaining and then like it just ended like in that hella anticlimactic way and you could see jay white after the afterwards is like what the fuck just happened? Like that was yeah. Like, the way I, it again, yeah. I rewatched it a few times after the pay per view ended last night, and it looks like uh, some people. Again, some people are reporting uh, hang, uh, Cole actually injured his shoulder, and that's why he he didn't get hit with the move. But it looked to me like Adam Cole is trying to tell Jay uh, Jay White, "I didn't get hit with the move, so you're pinning me off after me just rolling down." Essentially, like yeah. it, it's Adam Cole kind of telling him like, oh, shit, you're pinning me after I didn't get hit. And after the bell, Jay White just walks off. He's just leaves. Yeah. 
So very interesting, very interesting. Some people online are like, oh, if you look properly, you can see like it's his shoulder actually that like gets separated. I, I'm not quite sure at this time. I'm, we're recording this Monday. I'm sure hopefully later this week, some information yeah. kind of comes out. Some come this. out. But it was very weird. I, at first, I thought it was Jay White that jumped in too soon. Like he jumped in before uh, Cole could get hit with the the Rainmaker. I, I don't know. I, it was just a little wonky. I'm not saying it ruined the whole match for me because I thought all four guys did an, a hell of a job uh, intertwining the different stories and stuff in between all four guys. I thought it was really good, but the finish really did hurt it for me. All you gonna remember is that finish. Yeah, it's it's, it's unfortunate. It's like it's like that WrestleMania with Becky. Charlotte and Rhonda. Uh, mm. I, I had no issue with that main event, but everyone just remembers the weird finish, right? So the it's finish, just yeah. it's just kind of unfortunate. But I, I still yeah, thought yeah. I still thought the the four guys here put on a, a hell of a job. Yeah, I, I think they all uh, they all work real well together. It's unfortunate that the match did the way it did because, like I said, like when it comes to stuff like that, that's all people gonna remember, bro. Is the finish? Like the match is kind of is what it is now. It's but, just um, also like again. Hopefully, you know, all all guys are are fine. But it's also just yeah. really really funny watching it back now because Adam Cole just doesn't get hit with a rainmaker. Yeah. Lie lies down, gets pinned. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that's exactly what it was. Like Okada said, so weird. Rainmaker Adam Adam Cole just dropped to his knees and then he rolled over. I think Jay uh, White came in there, hit Okada with the switchblade, and instead of pinning Okada, who he just hit his finishing move with. He pins Adam Cole, but 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 see that that that's to your point. What makes me think that maybe the finish was supposed to be Okada hits Cole with the Rainmaker, and then yeah. he gets hit with the Switchblade, and to further play up the Bullet Club Elite thing, he, White chooses to pin Adam Cole instead right, of Okada. Right, right, right. But yeah. but for some reason, Cole didn't get hit with the Rainmaker, and maybe Jay White didn't see him actually not get hit with the Rainmaker, so. That's how like, I it's it's, it's it. bro it, it it's weird bro and like why didn't Cole kick out? He did like he did get his he, shoulder he, up. He, he kicks out. He did kick out. Yeah, he kicks out. I watched it back. He kicks out, and he's kind of mad. He's pissed off. He's like, "Yo, what the fuck? Yeah, we should keep. We should redo this finish." Essentially, it's really it's really odd. Um, That's, so you know, another reason I, I believe this is because there is no rainmaker. Like you you thought you would see the rainmaker. But yeah. you didn't even get to see that. So the crowd didn't get to see that either. So it's just really strange. Uh, I, I guess I'll wait till people explain what happened. But, but but see, the thing is, man, it's like, again, to, to, to what me and you were saying earlier, like the match wasn't, the match was good. But like now, because it's like all this shit at the end, that's all people ever want to talk about. Yeah, the end. unfortunately. But uh, I mean, maybe we'll see this finish on Botchmania. Oh, yeah, it's about Botchmania. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I still I still but, got into it, but I, I, I say I'm not su- I'm not too into Jay White uh, as of late. Uh, I, he's definitely had his moments. I'm not a Jay White hater like some of the people uh, I, I see online, but I I this this hurts his case for sure. But I, I didn't uh, I didn't think this was a bad match. I was definitely getting into into hey, it. But I, yeah. Well, we go to our main event. We go to the IW. Sorry. No, that was the last match. The interim. AEW championship is on the line. The winner of this is the interim champion, just holding it nice and warm for Punk while he's at home resting up. John Moxley one on one against Hiroshi Tanahashi, AEW's ace versus New Japan's ace. Um, AEW's ring announcer versus New Japan's ring announcer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, this the is- ring announcing. Yeah, the ring announcing was great. 
during the whole show. I mean, shout out, uh, obviously, Justin Roberts, but the ring announcer uh, for New Japan, they would do the both announcements, like different names and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that was a, a great little touch there uh, for sure. Uh, this match starts off with a stare down. Both guys are going at it. We get uh, Tanahashi going for the legs of Mox, keeps going for the cloverleaf, but that keeps getting uh, countered and turned out of it. Moxley hits his pop-up cutter out of nowhere. I love how he just started doing that lately, jumping RKO. He's like, yeah, why not? Fuck it. Uh, there's a superplex from Mox for a near fall. He hits Tanahashi with a sit-out pile driver. When something nice. in the crowd is happening, there seems to be a, a, a whole – everyone in the crowd is just now – putting their attention somewhere else. And now we've seen online that there was some like drunk belligerent guy in the crowd trying yeah. to fight people. And there's videos of this and it, it sucks. Cause Mox puts Tanahashi in a rest hold while he's kind of like watching. Smart man. Yeah. He's Smart like, all right, man. let's, let's try to isolate this. Uh, and then they finally get it, get it going on. And the guy is taken out. But if you do want to see, go look the videos on Twitter and stuff of just people like <laughs> this, this one guy tries to, he's already half dragged out. And starts yeah. punching the security guard. So this, this one security guard just lets him have it, man. This guy just rains down on this dude. Rightfully so. He, she shouldn't have put his hands on him. Um, but then back into the match. Again, an unfortunate thing that happens in wrestling sometimes. And unfortunate after the last match had that weird botch finished. Now the crowd here, early minutes of this match are like distracted. But the match rages on and they get their attention back. That, that 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 was that was New Japan trying to distract from the fact that Moxie was going to win the match. That was they. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was they get back. Uh, eventually, there is a clover leaf from Tanahashi. Mox eventually puts his own clover leaf in there uh, as well. Um, Tanahashi fights back with his running forearm strikes and then goes for a sling blade. Moxley rolls out of the ring and blades. I've never seen someone blade after getting hit with a sling blade, but alas. Uh, Mox is just bleeding everywhere. Tanahashi hits a high fly flow to the Moxley on the outside, who now I'm, I was worried because you're getting some of Moxley's blood in the perfectly done hair of Tanahashi, <laughs> uh, making it a bit more pink. There's a series uh, of strikes back and forth. Moxley starts hitting the like Danielson elbow strikes to Tana. Tana gets fired up and starts firing back, and Tanahashi hits the Kamagoye to John Moxley, knee to the face, shout out Kota Ibushi, and then the high fly flow, but it's not enough to keep Mox down. Mox rolls that into the bulldog choke, and then a series of more elbows, more bulldog choke. The crowd now is turning on John Moxley. As he's yeah, beating. that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. He's like beating the life out of Tanahashi here, but Tanahashi refusing to sleep, refusing to tap out, Moxley realizes this, picks him up, lets go of the hold, paradigm shift, dropping him on his head. One, two, three. John Moxley said he would be the new ace, and that's what he is. In 18 Back minutes, 20 top. seconds. Yeah, Moxley is the interim AEW champion beating Tanahashi. What'd you think? Yeah, you, you want to know what, Brayden? For real, for real? I, I think that this match had one of the more lower expectations in terms of like in-ring stuff like in, in comparison to everything else on the card like i i i feel like it was well let, let me say that for me like i i didn't think that this was like i, I didn't i wasn't expecting to be like some fucking banger yeah like i was i thought it was gonna be a good match but like since i had 
not not high expectations. They like really exceeded the expectations that I had set. And I think I was able to enjoy the match more. And I think it just worked out like that. Like I, I never thought for a second that Miles and Tanahashi was gonna have a bad match. Never thought that. But I wasn't expecting this shit to be like as good as it was, especially during that final stretch. Like Ta- Tanahashi has this thing like where in in most of his big matches, they'll start off like slow and paced and then like somewhere between that middle ground he just decides to like turn the fuck up like for whatever reason and then it just goes on from there and like he just mm-hmm. produces what he produces and you know of course take two to tango and mox is a part of that so um yeah mox back on top of the mountain man it was uh it, it, it was real interesting to see the crowd sort of turn on, on, on mox a little bit I, th- I thought that was like one of the coolest moments of, of that entire match of that the coolest moment because i think it goes to show you the reach that Tanahashi has and how many people like Tanahashi. And then also the fact that this is essentially, this is a pro wrestling fan crowd, but essentially this is a AEW more likely AEW fan base. And I mean, they, 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 and they, they definitely keep up with new Japan, but I'm saying you, you get what I'm trying to say, right? Like, yeah, this yeah, is like yeah. pro AEW for the most part, like for them to turn on one of quote unquote, their guys for Tanahashi. Like it, I think it just goes to show you like, the sort of equity that is within the Hiroshi Tanahashi presentation wrestler. Like he, he is like, he's that guy. He's, he's the definitely ace. that guy, pal. Go yeah, ace. Tana, Tanahashi no, I, is definitely I, I, I totally, man, bro. Yeah. I totally know what you're saying. Like obviously Mox is one of the biggest stars in AEW. He is the guy yeah. here in AEW, and having that happen, it felt like the crowd were, the, the crowd were on point. I thought for the whole show, minus that one guy who got in a fight with people, the crowd <laughs> were really good here. Um, I, I love Tanahashi. He's someone for the past fuck, probably five years. You're like, all right, this is the last like year of yeah. having like good matches or whatever. And then every year he puts on like what could potentially be like a match of the year kind of candidate. This one, I, I I'm on the same page. I wasn't expecting too much. Also the, the, the bar was set really high because uh, one of the guys from the bar, Cesaro was in the match earlier. Like there was one a lot of, of good stuff. The like there, <laughs> there's, there was a lot of stuff on this show that was really good. So it was kind of like, yeah, these guys will probably have a good match. They did. They had a really good match. Uh, Moxley bleeding for no reason was just pretty funny to me. That's but I love, right yeah, <laughs> I, I love, I love Tanahashi and he has been putting on good matches. I loved his match with Kenta at Wrestle Kingdom. So I knew Tanahashi was going to show up, and he did, I thought. And the the series t- towards the end, I was really into it. And uh, Moxley winning, obviously, is where we all thought this was going to go. It doesn't hurt Tanahashi taking the, the pin here. But uh, solid, solid main event with Moxley's blood getting all over Tanahashi's beautiful hair. After the that, match, though. Double, this, double, double chant Mox. Double chant Mox? Yeah. What's his other GCW World Championship? Oh right, okay, yeah, GCW. He didn't come out with that title. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't wear that one on TV. Uh, this another odd show. Like, okay, so he's like celebrating, and then the Jericho Appreciation dudes they attack John Moxley while Tanahashi's just laid out here. Uh, Jericho, Man, they, they, they beat the shit out of Tanahashi. All oh, right, that, they, they, the reason, yeah, the reason he's taken out is because of them, right? Uh, all these guys come out; they're beating everybody out. The, the the combat club come out as well, and that's when Cesaro, Claudio, he shows up, saves the day, hits a series of uppercuts, and sends everyone home happy with the swing. Yeah, man. Uh, the, the the best, but like, for I mean, I, I get why they did because I mean, you gotta build to blood and guts. You know what I'm saying? You, you, yeah. You, you just you just gotta do that. You can't like not 
not do to the blood and gut. So you gotta, you know, keep that within the phrase. So I, I get the brawl. Like it makes sense. I probably if I was in that position, I probably would did the same shit, to be honest with you. So um yeah, I get it. But the best part of all of this was Eddie Kingston and Claudio. This yes. was the this was bar none the best part of this entire broad segment. For those of you who do not know this whole story, this predates WWE for Claudio. This is when Eddie Kingston and Claudio they were in Chicago together and they had a few. And before they were able to finish it, Claudio had got signed to WWE. And Eddie Kingston, being the fucking ultimate worker that he is, has continued this rivalry. Has not broken character not once on <laughs> Cesaro slash Claudio in any interview over the past ten years or, or whatever it was since two thousand um yeah since two thousand eleven when Claudio got signed. Eddie Kingston has constantly said that he does not like this man. I'm talking about in every interview, every media thing, yeah, any on screen thing. Eddie Kingston has kept this rivalry going for ten years, and I am so glad that it has come full circle. It is funny as hell how the world works like that, but yeah. This, this this was a rivalry that started back in I don't know how long ago. Um, but yeah, this started in Chicago and now it's, it's full circle back now and they're both in AEW and Eddie Kingston told Claudio fuck you to his face. <laughs> Spin his face. <laughs> Spin his face and then and, and gave him a uh, gave him the finger or gave him the verbal finger. So there you go. Claudio yeah. and Eddie Kingston. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that works. So you wanna know what's funny? It's, it's the dynamic between the Jericho Appreciation Society and this group that's going to be in uh, the other group in Blood and, Blood and Guts. They both have two people who I think are going to have moments where they're going to cause their team to match. I think that Eddie Kingston's beef with Cesaro is going to end up call, could end up costing uh, the Blackpool Combat Club side their match. And also, I think that Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara are going to get into it. And that's going to be one of the things that could cause the Jericho Appreciation Society. Because I think Daniel Garcia could have a gripe of like, I was supposed to be your young protege, but yeah. you go and bring this dude in and that's going to be their, that's going to be their beef. So right. like, it, it, it's an inter, it's an interesting dynamic, man. You know, 100, 100%. I love the the Eddie Kingston Cesaro thing. I mean, it's, it's so funny that it continues all these years later. Right. They, will, <laughs> they will, they will, they will. Uh, lean into it in the future for sure it'll probably lean into um, i mean you had eddie kingston doing it with danielson at the last thing where he yes. was pouring the gasoline on jericho and stuff so it'll be pretty hyped to see what they can do i mean i wonder if we'll get fire this time but i don't know if, mm. i don't know if that's that that's and that might be going too far but yeah they ain't cody they ain't cody Devontae. <laughs> <laughs> yeah overall though i thought this show was awesome it had it had just non-stop action from the beginning i mean with all these multi multi-man matches of course we a lot of us fans groaned when we were realizing a lot of these mixed tags and stuff like that but the mixed tags were super fun the opening with jericho suzuki and eddie shooter and yuda like that was so good you had the the dudes with attitudes sting lenables uh that match was awesome like just there's so much good stuff throughout this card it was just a well-paced match card as well like everything just flowed really well i'd say the only big like gripe i had was yeah that finish in the four-way really sucked it really brought that like that momentum down but they still managed to pick it up with the main event but just a solid pay-per-view i don't think AEW misses on their pay-per-views and i mean for weeks we were like me and davy on on some podcasts were like yeah this build isn't very good but we kept saying but it doesn't matter they will deliver and and sure as shit they did even even Clark Connors when a lot of people are like who even he showed up tonight <laughs> so like yeah honestly another solid show wouldn't be surprised if we get a forbidden door two 
uh, next year. Real quick, real quick, Raiden, your prediction for the AEW World Interim AEW World Championship match at All Out that began in two months. Oh. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if CM Punk would be clear by then. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure you know leg surgery or whatever he got that specific, whatever specifically that he had. Pretty sure it's gonna take a take a while, you know, to fully recover from something like that. But like, what, what, what could you see main eventing that show, or even do you think the AW World Championship might not even main event that show? The interim title might not even main event. True, that show. It could be something else. For all we know. Yeah, uh, you could do Young Bucks FTR as the main event. That win to take all. That would yeah. actually be. That would be pretty be. sweet. Uh, yeah, Mox's next big thing. I mean, this week he's he's in the blood and guts, so that's taken yeah. care of. It could be someone hey, coming out of that. It could be Jericho. Yeah, could, I, 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 yeah. I was just about to say that. You think it's probably they will run back Mox Jericho? You could whoever pins Mox, you know, gets that. I, I do see the Blackpool Combat Club winning on yeah. uh, on on Wednesday, but yeah, uh, that's true. With Punk not coming back, there's probably some big openings for the big title picture, different uh, competitors and stuff like that. But but yeah, uh, I guess All Out is the next big uh, pay per view for them and. I do think Young Bucks, FTR, one more time, the rubber match, that would make sense. Uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe you do have some New Japan people kind of cross over, do yeah. more of this stuff. Okada, I don't know, but it could be but, could be good. You wanna, I, I think that – I I don't know if they would keep Punk away this long, but I could definitely see some like Punk not coming back to like winter is coming or some shit like that. I know that's December. That's like yeah, yeah. Ass time. That's six, six months from now, but – I mean, see, this is the thing with AEW, bro. Like, I know it's a conversation about them signing a lot of people. But, bro, when you got a lot of people on your roster, you can afford for a CM Punk to be out. You can afford for a Brian Danielson to be out. You can afford yeah. for such and such and such to be injured. Because now you got a bunch of other people who are superstars and they can step up and be ready for the for the main event tag. So that's the plus to having all these people on your roster. And, like, on the WWE front, they released all these damn people. <laughs> and then now you had a situation where a lot of your top guys are out. Most of your top guys are out. Some of your top guys are out. And you got a champion right now who is a big time player, Roman Reigns. But, you know, he's only there so many times a week. I mean, so many times a month and stuff like that to, you know, only for yeah. big shows and whatnot. So now you're in a position where you don't really have those people that you normally would have if you wouldn't release them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's, a, yeah. it's, it's, it's that, it's, it's that uh, double-edged sword type thing. But for, for, for Mox and All Out, I can definitely see some some New Japan-related happening. Like, I think, Okada. I think that should be cool. Jay White. I don't know. I, <laughs> It, it it'll be a cold day in hell before Gato let Okada get pinned and uh and 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 not be under the New Japan banner. Yeah, ain't happening. I, 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 can't, I can't see it. I can't see it. Gato ain't going out like that. Him and Tony Khan gonna get a fist fight in Gorilla. Who you think will win? No, Tony Khan. Tony Khan only hugs people. I don't know if you saw the the press the scrum afterwards, yeah. but Tony Khan was hugging Okada. He was hugging Claudio. He loves Okada. He loves hugging people. Shout out hugs. You think we're in a fight, Tony Khan or Gato? Who you got in a fight, one on one? Gato, he's got the right? <laughs> he's got years on him. Although Claudio said he wants to fight Tony Khan in AEW. <laughs> I saw that. That was hilarious. That's funny uh, shit. After he hugged hey, him, hey man, one of these days. Well, I don't think it's gonna happen this year. But when Kenny Omega get back in the mix, Ooh. that's gonna be a good time. Look, I was missing Kenny on this show. I thought he was gonna come out after the the four way match. 
and you, stare you, down you, someone. I, I thought we were getting Kenny Omega and Don Callis in the Rob Van Dam, uh, Bill Alfonso spot from One Night Stand. Like I thought you, that's you, him. He was just going to be chilling here. Like this is all happening because of me, and I'm not even on the card, <laughs> kind of thing. But you want to know? You want to know what's so funny? I think Kenny actually addressed that in an interview, and he was just like, he could do that. Like he could have came, like been yeah. on, like been. But he was like, okay, I come out. And then what? Like I can't yeah. do shit because I'm like I'm hurt. Like I like I, okay. Yeah, and then yeah. I, I, I I I give the fans this thing, and then they gotta wait until like probably like 2023 to actually see it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But so then that? maybe yeah. that's our all out main event: Moxley Kenny one more time. If he's coming back I, before that, but I, I don't. But I don't. I don't know, bro. I don't. I don't think Kenny. Like honestly, bro. I think I think the next time we'll see Kenny wrestle. It's going to be, I'm going to say, April 2023. Damn. Like, bullshit. Wow. Like, I'm, okay. I'm, bro, because, like, the, the injuries that he has, yeah. like, that he that he has had surgery on so far, and the ones that he still needs to get surgery on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, I don't think you just, like, pop up from fucking, like, knee surgery and shoulder surgery and, like, this motherfucker had vertigo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't think you just, like. You know what I'm saying? You just get over that and like, so just yeah, like hey. yeah, look, I, that, yeah, look, I, I love Kenny. He's he's my guy and definitely was missed on this show. I mean, yeah. I know Jay White, the heel character, keeps saying all this. He's the catalyst of pro wrestling. It's so it's, that's it's Kenny, so bro. heel. Yeah, it's it, it's so <laughs> it's so heel hokey bullshit because everyone knows it is like Kenny Omega is this actual like catalyst. If you want to say that, I do think. Yeah. I do think Kenny coming back, like, hey, let him heal up. If this dude was wrestling for years with multiple injuries and he was still on top of his game better than everyone else, then, like, who knows Mm -hmm. what kind of a killer, what kind of a prime, in his prime Terminator, Kenny Omega coming back would be. And I'm I'm super excited about that and the different matches that we could get down the line. I mean, Kenny Cesaro, Kenny Moxley, again, can be run back. They do have to have a actual exploding barbed wire uh, mm-hmm. match that actually mm-hmm. happened. That will happen one day. They'll come up with all sorts of crazy stuff, but Kenny coming back definite uh, would, would be awesome for all out. But if you're saying next year, that brings a tear to my eye, but also like you said, this roster, this, this company are going to be Stack, fine. Bro. They're going to be fine. They're, they're showing they're fine right now. I, I don't think Kenny or punk were watching this at home with, you know, spite or being like, ah, they, they need me. No, they're probably watching like, wow, good for these guys. They don't need us right now. Right. They're doing, they're doing, they're fine. You, you want to know what, like I, and, and Kenny could be back well before then, but I, I'm, yeah. I'm just like speculating based off of like the amount of injuries that and surgeries that yeah. he said that he must under, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that, that that's it's rough. Crazy. Wrestling on that. But yeah. like, I remember even um back in 2018, um, and I know we about to wrap up, Ray, but I remember back yeah. in 2018 when Omega faced uh, Trent, when the destruction, New Japan destruction tour. Yep, yep. This, but but this dude, I think he had an MCL tear or some like partial MCL tear, and then he had to wrestle that match like a week later. He did rehab for like a week straight and went out there and gave. I think to this day gave Trent one of his best, if not his best, it's his singles best match. match. Not, yeah, for sure. Yeah, his best match. You you know what I'm talking about? Like yep, that, yep. that was Trent's best singles match without question, bro. Like and Omega did that with. I think he tore he tore some in his knee, like several weeks before that you know what oh. i'm saying like th- like this dude is bro uh, and, and like you like you just said I, I i couldn't have said it any better like if he was doing this this whole run over the past since like what 25 years all yeah. these injuries, five years with all these injuries bro imagine what omega is gonna do when this man is like fully recovered 
no vertigo. <laughs> yeah, I, that's another thing. You're trying to wrestle. You can't. I, I've joked about this a million times. It's like sometimes I, I'm, you know, I'm 30. I sleep. Right. I sleep wrong. I can't walk for like properly for a day. My back hurt. You know what I mean? Like, and this mm. guy's going out there with vertigo, with injuries, doing all this stuff. I can't wait to see what he can do while he's when he is in fact, 100%, because he'll run circles around around people for sure, uh, 100%. There's so many uh, opportunities when he's back to make just great, gr- more great wrestling. I'm super hyped. I, it makes me yeah. it makes me go like all the Kenny haters, you're going to learn. You're going to learn this guy's mm-hmm. going to run circles around your favorite. When he was mm-hmm. injured, he was doing it. When he couldn't even see straight, he was doing it. So, yeah, I'm, I am I, vertigo. I couldn't imagine. I can't even walk straight when I'm normally walking down the street. <laughs> so, like, yeah, like, like dude, I'm, I'm hyped. I did think he was missed. Just maybe even a video package or something, anything. Because, you know, New Japan, AEW definitely is the, the Kenny Omega, like, the bridge there. But, yeah, um, he'll be at the next one. Yeah, I definitely uh, What was your match of the night on the show? Because I'm I'm torn. It was for me. I really loved those mixed tags, but I, between Orange Cassidy, Will Osprey, and Claudio Zack Saber, I thought those were just awesome. I'm gonna go Claudio Zack Saber Jr. Yeah, yeah. I might I might lean the the same because I I did like both those matches. Uh, they they were pretty pretty awesome. Let us know what yours is. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at up next podcast and uh, the Facebook group. If you haven't joined guys already, Andrew, it was a pleasure to chat with you here today. Uh, always, like, man. You, you, you're, you're killing it as always with the interviews, please let people know where they can go. And you're on a race to one K on YouTube as well. So guys, if you're going to go hit that subscribe on ours, make sure you go and hit the subscribe to Andrew Thompson interviews, but please, Tell the fine people where they can find more of you. Appreciate you, my good man. Appreciate the plug. But uh, yeah, they can check me uh, the Andrew Thompson interviews YouTube channel out. And now uh, they can follow me on Twitter at 80 Thompson underscore underscore. And the same thing on Instagram and the written work on the post wrestling site. There you go. You're a man of uh, you do so much work for postwrestling.com and for all the interview stuff. You're amazing. So it was a pleasure to chat with you today, good sir. And guys, you want to hear more? We will be back. Me and Davey will be doing up next uh, this Tuesday. But then Wednesday, yes, we are going to be getting in a car with our boy Jesse from the Six. We're going to be going to Blood and Guts. So we're super hyped. Yeah, we're fucking hyped. That's that's in Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah. We're We're crossing the pond. Uh, so we will be doing some sort of shows in the car and then we will be doing a show, I think Thursday, kind of recapping our live experience at blood and guts. So look for that on the free feed as well. But if you want to hear more of our podcast, patreon.com slash up next, uh, we just did a throwback to ring of honor, new Japan war of the worlds, 2014. Go check that out. We have our Obi-Wan Kenobi series review that's out on the Patreon as well. All these other podcasts, it's only five bucks. Go check us out and support us here at up next. We appreciate you guys listening to us. And again, Andrew, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be chatting soon. I'm sure get you on another show. Uh, We got to get you on a best match ever. I think I'm I'm, I'm very much looking forward to catching up with y'all, man. I always appreciate y'all inviting me onto your shows, man, and include me in the, the up next, the infamous up next games, you know, forget, <laughs> for, 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 forget that man waiting, who picked Matilda, the fucking pit bull dog, and, and you know, got more votes than me, but you know, old news is old news. Why, why, why bring up old stuff? But no, nah, in all seriousness, though, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. It's always a good time. Uh, uh, well, yeah, 
No, but you've been killing it lately. And uh, we, we don't just have anybody on these shows. So thank you, man. I, we, we wouldn't have you on if you weren't, you weren't killing it too. So respect to you, my good sir. We've been seeing the work you've been doing. You've been, you've been doing that work. So uh, thank you, man. And thank you guys for listening. We can't do this without all of you. So we appreciate the support. And uh, what a fun forbidden door it was today. We appreciate you guys. I, myself, Brayden Harrington, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram. I am at the Bray D. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And shout out Los Stignorables or whatever. Dudes with attitudes. Goodbye. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.